Are you ready? Yeah. Is it time for us to begin? It sure is. Then let's start now. In a world where there is one podcast. It is the only podcast. The one and only podcast. Well, since he ruined it, let's just go back to the original. Oh! <laughs> yeah! That's how we start the new year. That's how we start the new year. You already know. Y'all thought y'all was about to have this fool ass little duo. What time it is? I'm a little John Cena zone, people. It's time for Florida's number one favorite sports podcast. I sincerely doubt it at this point. It's got to be, bro. We get so much fan mail. It could only be that, right? I'm a fan. Why did Dylan wait until we start recording to fix a drink? I don't know, but this podcast could only have one name, and that name, ladies and gentlemen, is Boss. It's cool. Hey, he's a dick. Whoa. That's sports podcast. Hey, that's right. Welcome to Ball Sports Podcast. It is the podcast with balls about balls. All types of balls. All types of balls. What kind of balls? Big balls. Rectangular balls. Little balls. Three-dimensional balls. Wet balls. Video game balls. Entertain that shit. What video, what video game balls, balls we Pix, talk about? Pixelated balls. That's what video game balls are. They're balls that are pixelated. But we ain't talking about that on ping this pong show. balls. Well, we haven't. We have never discussed ping pong. Golf balls. Olympics hasn't happened yet. A cricket. We're not ball. gonna discuss ping pong. Yes, we will. Soccer ball. I'm gonna quit by then. <laughs> Shuttlecocks. <laughs> <laughs> Shuttlecocks have balls in them. Well, a ball, a ball, but shuttle cocks have balls inside of them. Plural. Yes. Um, let's just go straight to the fan mail. I think it's gay. So wow. <laughs> In terms of being happy, yeah, potentially that's that's something that we can speak on. As far as anything else, I I think that's oh, debatable. Before we get to the fan mail, shout out to Francis for the uh, the fire logo, our new logo that we have to start the year out. Yeah. I ain't gonna lie to you. It was very fun. I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. We're, we're gonna get to our guests soon, but first we gotta do the fan mail. All right. Who's gonna be the first one to actually open one up? Oh, I gotta get one ready. All right. Let me uh, let me find one. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. So I've got one from at number one balls fan, and their question is, Dylan. What up, pussy hole? I don't think that's the way we talk to our fans. <laughs> <laughs> but, the, but the letter starts. I mean, you're from South Florida. That's, that's common. The letter starts, Dylan. If you could say the best cornerback you've ever seen in your life, high school, college, pros, doesn't matter. Best corner you've seen in your life. Who is it and why? Best corner I've seen. No. It's hard to say pros, high school, college. It's not fair because people are automatically. But but the best corner you've seen in your life, in my you life. Person, oh, that I've you, personally seen. You've personally played. seen, yes. Me. And why is that? Because I'm five, boy. 
No, I'm just playing. <laughs> I was about to be like, well, okay, I'm next don't, don't get me wrong. But probably... Joe Hayden. Okay. In Florida. Okay. And why is that? Cause I feel like that was at the time I was a, I was a heavy Florida fan, so like I was into the that's why I consider Florida I cause Florida I consider Florida to be DBU for real outside of everybody else. Joe was, Hayden was nasty. I, I mean like, he was good his first five, six years in the league yeah, too, but it in was Florida. Around the time of high school, that's when I started really paying it. That's when I started playing corner because of Asante Samuels. It was another good corner. That's UCF. Yeah. So, but then I started. His technique was was nice. Asani Samuel's technique was nice. But um, yeah, I thought it's, he Joe Hayden was one of the first guys I would watch that had like the swag about him. You feel me? On top of like this, the being a, a shorter corner, but being physical and having the speed, and on top of that, like he he doesn't act like he has he's at a disadvantage ever. No were you were you a zone corner in high school? No, I was a man. That's interesting that you, as a man corner, just named two zone corners because you named Asani and you named Joe, who both were huge zone corners. Zone corners yeah. But I'll give Joe Hayden, I'll give Joe Hayden the credit because Joe Hayden's one of the few zone corners I've seen make the adjustment from zone to man mm-hmm. in the pros. Because I, for the longest, when um, Namdi Asamoah um, got traded from the Raiders to the Eagles, I thought he was going to spaz. Because yeah, I was like, damn, he's going from zone to man, and he's best. like lanky, he's tall, he can cover, and it just didn't the, work out. The best, the best man cover corner I've ever seen that I actually modeled my high school career off of was, was Revis. Okay. I, made, I made up my own island and everything. I had the thug section in our high school yelling that shit if I ever had like a big play and shit. So I definitely like Revis was definitely the one as far as man is con- man coverage is concerned. Best man coverage corner I ever seen was Deion Sanders. Yes. But that that was just because he he was almost unfair because you got Darrell Revis. Revis is more like a mental. He he knew the game. He knew like the, the the ins and outs of the game. Knew how to get on your hip. Knew how to get on the inside, outside. Knew how to read routes. But like Deion Sanders was just a cheat code because he was what six two, ran a four three four two. So he's taller than you, probably bigger than you, and he ran faster than you. So it, it, you was already at a disadvantage before y'all even lined it up. So all right, but good question at number one balls fan. I like Sam Bailey. Chan Bailey. Chan Bailey was a good. He was a good. Medium, he was like a medium. He he did a little bit of both. His hips were just. His his hip game was was mean. And Pat Pete. That's it. All right, I got a question from at Kamehameha Clinton Dix. That's clever. I like that. That's really nice. Um, <laughs> the question is: Who y'all got in a fatal four way match? Aaron Donald versus Von Miller. Versus Miles Garrett oh, versus Khalil Mack. Oh. So Aaron Donald's going straight for the weapons. There's no DQ. It has to be no DQ. He's yeah. going straight for the weapons. So he's okay. throwing chairs. He's doing ladders. All that. Khalil Mack is going to be the. Uh, he's going to be like the uh, like the the mid guys, like the Randy Orton, right? Um, you said Von Miller. Mm-hmm. Von Miller's like the technical guy. So Von Miller's like the uh, uh, Seth Rollins. Okay. Right, and then Miles Garrett is like the newcomer that's spazzing, so he'd be like a um, uh, Finn Balor. Okay. Right. So 
No offense, Miles Garrett and Von Miller are going to take L's. You sleep. In my opinion. In my well, opinion. If we're comparing them to the superstars, sure. But if I'm saying just them. Yeah. Aaron, I'm, gonna take, I'm taking Khalil Mack off straight line. It's not going to I'm taking Miles Khalil Garrett Aaron, is a big boy. Aaron Donald. Miles Garrett is very big. Honestly, all of them are big as shit. Aaron Donald is going to cause problems. The first time I mentioned how big. The first time I mentioned how big Miles Garrett was, Dylan looked at me crazy. And then Dylan saw how big he was. He was like, oh, shit. Miles Garrett is. Yeah, he's disgustingly big. Aaron Donald got a lower center of gravity and he's got girth. Yeah. Which matters. Yeah, I think it'd it be matters, a good fight. Bro. I want to see a it. Football phrase. Girth. WrestleMania coming up. Girthy guy. That's <laughs> what's up. Hey who, man, good good letter, bro. Good find. But as someone who was a very huge wrestling fan growing up, from the attitude, well before the Attitude Era and all that, but I will say this: Cleo Mack got it, and I say Cleo Mack got it because I feel like he's kind of like a Randy Orton type person, but he's he can also walk the top rope if he really wants to. He's really agile and athletic. It's true. So I, I got I got to take Khalil Matt. And I feel like he has a nice spear on him, too. S- speaking of, should we introduce our guest? Oh, shit. Y'all let this man do all this talking? Yeah, yeah bro. <laughs> so we got a special guest today. Um, he's a returning guest. Austin in the building. How's it going? How's it going? Uh, the reason he is in the building today, he is the champion of the Ball Sports Podcast Fantasy Football League this year. Round of applause. He beat Dylan in the championship. Yo! Congratulations, sir. Speaking of and championship, while you're gonna while you're finishing your introduction, do you want me to pull up the final stats for the league? And we can kind of just run through it now? If you want. Okay. Um, I do just want to say, I'm sure you're wondering why you haven't received your, your win your win <laughs> bonus yet. No, but I, I just I when I looked at it. I didn't receive your money until week eleven. <laughs> no, I, I definitely. So I'm gonna kept forgetting that. So I'm gonna wait eleven weeks. I got you tomorrow, bro. I got you tomorrow. <laughs> I got you tomorrow. <laughs> That's yeah. pretty hilarious. All right, I ain't so. you. If Nels did not text me or remind me, I was definitely gonna keep forgetting. That. <laughs> yeah, no stress. Yeah, I, I put the pressure on. I was like, I was like, Kamish, you gotta, you gotta hit him up. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't just you. Trust, you weren't the last one to pay either. Oh, I man, was crazy. I was part of that. Oh. Yeah, and then your ass got last place. I didn't get last place. Oh. Thank you very much. Did you make it to the playoffs? I did. No, you did not. I did it? Oh. What the fuck? <laughs> that was crazy. I ain't making you the So, the regular season ended as such. In one division, we had Team Stubbs, Joe Stubbs at first. Shout out to his auto pick draft. He yes. went 11 and Completely 2. Completely on yeah. auto draft. 11 and 2. Second was place, the number one seed. Second place in that division was um, Austin, who was the champ. Third, we had Black Buddha. That Jeff. is Jeff. <laughs> and, well, tied with him for third was Nate Nathaniel Jones. And last place was uh, Team Reserve, which was Carl at 3 and 10. Um, in the... Sound engineer. We need you to be quiet over there. In oh. the other division, we got, we got Team No Chaser. Um, which was me at eight and five. Team straight balls, uh, straight, no chaser. Straight balls, no chaser. Uh, next, we had Team Maxwell Sheffield, um, which is truly uh, Mr. Duyard at seven and six, followed by Team Johnson Alvin at six and seven. Um, Team Buddha also tied for third at six and seven. And then we had TDs, which was a play on titties. Show me the TDs. Um, show me the TDs. 
Um, and he was at three no and ten. Um, the leading, the team that had the most points was actually Austin. Uh, he won by five points um, over Team Stubbs. Um, the team that had the least amount of points scored on him was Team Stubbs. Um, the longest winning streak, I believe, team Stubbs, was probably. Team Stubbs with, with eight wins in a row. Um, the final standings is Austin at first, Dylan at second, um, me at third, Joe at four, uh, Jeff at five, Buddha at six, Carl at seven, um, Alvin at eighth, Jones at ninth, and last but not least, Ruben Benavides. And I was crashing claw my way to that championship. Bro, say, bro, I was like, Joseph eliminated two? I was like, yeah, I didn't know I was going to beat Joseph Ad. Joseph Ad like, I ain't like, I was so happy when you did. Oh, yeah, he was played. <laughs> so it was, oh it was a good season. Looking forward to nah, that. No, you, you would have won because Joe's, Joe's oh, team lost, did yeah, horrible did in the, in the last yeah. couple weeks because I killed that jit. Um, all right, so oh, right. 13 minutes in, episode 69. <laughs> nice. That's kind of funny. Guys. Jared Allen. Yeah, I got it. Oh, that's all we got. Yeah. That's Can it. I make a couple shout-outs? Gronk wishes that was his number. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, yeah. Get your shit off. Um, well, first of all, thank y'all for having me in the yeah. league. Thank you for Definitely. finally speaking up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Appreciate it. Yeah. Keep speaking up before I punch you in your mouth. Okay. Ooh, 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 you just, you know, you're going to mess with the sound, man. The sound man got to work with your sound. I apologize. Oh, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I appreciate y'all. I definitely enjoyed myself week to week. Um... Playing Dylan, I ain't I was nervous. Even, even when I played you in the semi, I told y'all it was like, I told you you won. I know, but it, I was only after the first week. I, I don't celebrate until at the end. Yeah, I knew, I, I knew you won before we even started the games because I was looking at the matchups and I was like, there's no way I'm going to win this. I knew he could win. You, you know what's crazy? And I don't mean to interrupt this, but it just yeah. hit me. You know what we call our fans? Ballaholics? Ball. Wow. That's kind of crazy. That's man. lit. That's actually very lit. That's lit. That's wild. Sorry, we're watching the uh, the high school all American game, and one of the teams is the Ballaholics. So I'm which pulling, is which are you? Them. Which are you guys listening right now? Yeah. So so we hope you guys win. Live. We hope you guys win. There are youth all star team. that we sponsor. <laughs> but, um, I want to thank my mom supporting. <laughs> I want to thank my aunt for some advice. My whole everybody in my family watches sports, women included. So just how like you like like you like stats master, it's like my how mine is. Oh, all these people you um, shout out, listen. Right, they better be listening to well, this. Well, there's people who I'm about to shout out. Who they listen to? Shout out Patrick okay. Mahomes. Guy, he was, on, he was my quarterback for the season. Oh, you had a speech. <laughs> oh my Jesus. Shout out Patrick Mahomes. Um, this man prepared thank yous. Melvin I'm Gordon dead. Fuck Melvin Gordon. <laughs> Yeah, I lost the championship. Yeah, I was about to say a lot of people lost yeah. games because of Melvin Gordon. I lost um, the championship. Definitely DeAndre Hopkins. Oh, easily. Definitely DeAndre Hopkins. Right. He definitely slid. It's bad. Um, Zach Ertz. Spaz. You guys are breaking the, um, breaking the record. Zach Ertz. Um, the Ravens defense. Jordan Howard. And he didn't do anything this week because he was out. But most importantly, Devontae Adams. Fuck Devontae Adams. So... Um, before we go into how we did our fantasy outlook, Dylan, did you have a fan mail or? Nah, my fan. Oh, actually, I did. I thought you did. Fan mail said, "Oh, look, it just came in. Just got a red, fresh new one. Read it off to you." It says right. at, ha ha, Dylan, you suck, ha ha. <laughs> and it says, ha ha, Dylan, you suck. You lost the hostage, ha ha. Damn. Well, 
That's trash. Fans are quick. <laughs> so beyond that, how many leagues were each of you guys in? Salman, how many leagues were you in? Three. Did you do good in the other two leagues? Or you know, in one league you was trash. So you was trash all around. Nah, let me. I can't believe the app. I ain't gonna lie. I can't That's how trash. That's you how trash. Because when you do good, you save the app for a couple <laughs> weeks and you kind of you know go back on your victories. How many leagues were you in, um, Dylan? Six. How'd you do in them? Uh, I won one, and then I got third place in two. And then you got second place in this one. That's not bad. So four for six. Yeah. Top three finish. That's that's pretty loud. What about you? How many leagues you did? Uh, I was in four leagues. Won one. Made the playoffs on another one. I, I stopped caring about it. Like so, you was trash. So you was trash. That's fine. No, no. no. Next time, I, just I, say I, that. I, just, I, just I, save I, us. Just save us that. That league, I was definitely trashing. Yeah, <laughs> I was definitely trashing that league. Anyway, I'll skip this one. Um, I love that. Yeah. Um, another one was a horrible commissioner and made the playoffs. Though he used defensive players. Two of them. You are, you had two defensive players oh, in the yeah. league. That's yes. Lit. I would have played well. That is not lit. It is not. That's hard. When you, draft, hard. when you draft two top running backs back to back and you don't know what happened to one of them and you see it because of the defensive player, it's not lit. It does up everything. That's oh, crazy. Oh, you don't get one because there's two defensive players? Oh, so just don't do that next time. I mean, he's not He's not commissioning. He got, he got fired. <laughs> <laughs> ah! <laughs> How many leagues are you in? Um, I was in two leagues. Um, I made the playoffs in one, lost first round. That's not too, too bad. Yeah. Um, I was in two leagues. Injuries. Injuries got me late. Mm. Yeah. I was in two leagues, got second place in one, lost by like 20 points. And then I got third place in this league here. So second and third place. I was 12 and one in two leagues. That's lit. That's pretty lit. I started both leagues. I started hot. Because at one point in time in both leagues, I was like seven and two. And like six and three, and then I ended seven and six in one league and eight and five in another. So I, I was taking I was taking hella L's when it came to that. So um, yeah, man, good recap. So next, what's year up with the, next year I ain't doing no leagues unless they for bread. Yeah, sure. if you're not doing, listen, if you're not throwing no bread in there, don't you're reboot a, your little shit. Don't reboot and add me to this draft unless I'm not you got bread. Replace me because if you don't have money, you're a whole joke. All the leagues I have, I put bread in. Yeah, this, this is the first time. a whole this is the first time joke. I'm not doing it no more. I That's the only I'm way not, I care about it. Not playing. But anyways, oh. speaking of jokes. It's time for the dad joke of the week. It's the dad joke of the week. The first week of the new year. This shit better be good. Are you ready? Yeah, happy new year. Yeah, happy new year. Woo! Hey, can you make it like little sounds in the background? No, I'm good. All right. So, (laughs) you guys ready for it? Yes, please. I'm ready. Why was Jesus bad at basketball? First of all, Jesus was never bad at basketball. (laughs) <laughs> Why was Jesus bad at basketball? Well, I don't know. Why was Jesus bad at basketball? Because he because died he... on the cross. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's accurate, though. Oh, wow. Hey, you did the little head. You got a crossover. That's a good one. That is golden. That is gold. Oh, man. Jesus is uh, hearts. That's okay. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, I didn't say anything wrong. He did die on the cross. <laughs> that's that's pretty that's pretty good. Man. I, I actually like that one. I'm I'm a fan of that one. That was pretty good. Appreciate it. That was pretty good, bro. Like 
That's pretty good. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So what are we moving on to next, bro? What do y'all want to talk about first? We might, might as well get into, you know, football. Hey, playoffs are starting, so. Well, we can do the NFL. All right. Let's do the NFL. The NA. F-A L-A You know, when you put all three letters together, it makes niffle. Sure does. Niffle sounds like a sneeze. Would you like for me to demonstrate? Sure. Niffle! Okay. A couple more times for me to Niffle! Niffle! Got it. Thank you. All right. (laughs) So, we are officially moving into the postseason. I'm not going to recap all the Week 17 games, just the ones that actually mattered. Um... Which aren't many. <laughs> uh, however, the Ravens the Ravens beat the Browns in a very close game to secure yeah. the AFC North Labar! and knock out the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, Steelers won their game, but unfortunately did not matter uh, because, yeah, Lamar is here. For the record, for the record, I told y'all about Lamar. I told yeah. y'all about Lamar. I told we y'all all, about Lamar. Yes, we all, yeah, we all, we were all on, on board. It was a consensus. For the record, okay? Fuck it. We told y'all about Lamar. There we go. <laughs> For the record, okay? A lot of people was doubting Lamar. You know what's crazy? Exactly what happened in the regular season is what happened in me and Madden with Lamar. I sat his ass down. You know you could take instant starter off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sat his ass down for half for ten games. Went five and five. I benched Flacco. Took instant starter back on. Took us to the playoffs. There you go. Here's but he lost first round. But hey, he made it though. But he, he made, made it. it, and not as that can happen. That can happen. This year is your team. <laughs> Listen, I just I just want to say this. I do want him to get that win. Get his place in the history books as the youngest to win a playoff game. So I'm all biased, all in for the Ravens this week. Um, even though Chargers was one of my teams, but I'm all in on the Ravens. Uh, I'll, I'll explain later another reason why I'm all in on the Ravens, but that's another story for another day. Here's what I will say about Lamar, though. He's definitely inconsistent. A lot of people are saying with his accuracy, I don't think it's so much accuracy. I think it's a matter of velocity of passes. Because there are a couple of passes where, like, especially to the tight end, where he really could have just dumped the ball off. Yeah. And he's out here zipping it. Mm-hmm. And it would hit hands and fall down. That's not inaccurate. If it's hitting your hands and it's falling off, that's not an accuracy issue. Yeah. That's you just understanding how to take a little zip off the ball. Yeah. Or, you know, when to know to put the zip on the ball. I think, again, I keep saying this, and I think this is exactly what's going to happen. If Lamar stays his ass in Baltimore and doesn't come back to the crib, and he and even if he does come back to the crib, if he stays at the crib and he actually works with somebody who can help him with his throwing and his velocity and all that other stuff, Lamar will come back next season and spaz because he literally has only one issue with his throwing arm right now. One. So I'm, I'm excited to see what's going to happen personally. Me personally. Um, so the Eagles did their part. Shutting out the uh, the Washington Redskins, um, then they basically sat aside and, and hoped for the best with the oh, yeah, I was Vikings about to say, you Bears definitely game. was nervous. And then nervous, and then the Bears did their part as well in beating the Vikings, which uh, allowed the defending champions to make their way back into the playoffs. Um, 
Other than that, the only other game of importance was that Sunday night game where the Colts whooped up on the Titans, uh, securing the final seed in the AFC. Um, So the seeding is as follows. For the AFC, number one is the Chiefs. Number two is the Patriots. Oh, shit. How did that happen? Number three (laughs) is the Texans. Number four is the Ravens. Number five is the Chargers. Number six is the Colts. Uh, in the NFC, number one is the Saints. Number two is the Rams. Number three is the Bears. Number four is the Cowboys. Number five is the Seahawks. Number six is the Eagles. Um, Isn't it great for you to be the number five seed during a rebuild? Cool. Seahawks supposed Seahawks. to be on a whole rebuild. Yeah. Yeah. Lost all these pieces. Everybody was done and slept on the Seahawks. They, and then boy, they quietly did good going ten and six. Russell <clears throat> Wilson is their savior. Yeah. It's, I'll say this that newly that, re- that newly too. rebuilt offensive line in the run game. But that, that you that see that I mean, we'll against like two weeks ago. His pass is too accurate. I mean, he can throw for sure. I, like, I feel I'm like he needs more. I'm saying, you know, window like this is the side. This is the sideline. He does it right here just for the person to catch the right out of bounds. Mm. Per- it was just perfect Fact, every time. His um, he had a perfect passer rating when throwing to uh, Tyler Lockett. Yeah. Like it was like an absurd percentage of the throws. Every like it was Tyler Lockett, guaranteed Tyler he was Lockett is is actually five. Yeah, he was pretty yeah. much he pretty much guaranteed to catch it every every time. Um, so you know I hate to bring up old shit, but you always seem to find your way to bring up old shit. But I have in my hand our postseason predictions from before the uh, before preseason even started. Um. Oh, way so too early I kind of want to see, yeah, our way too early predictions. So I want to see how close we got to the current field. Um, Dylan, you got three of the AFC teams correct. Damn. And the Patriots, Texans, and Ravens. You just got them in the wrong seeds. Um, and you had three of the NFC correct in the Eagles the Rams and the Saints, but in the wrong seats. Nels, you got three for the AFC as well. Patriots, Texans, and Chargers. And you had you had two from the NFC, the Rams and the Eagles. I folded. I had I had four from the AFC. The Chiefs, the Patriots, the Ravens, and the Texans. And I had three from the NFC, Eagles, Rams, and Saints. Somebody needs to cut you a check. So the only person whose Super Bowl prediction could possibly happen would be you, though, Nels. You had Patriots versus Rams in your Super Bowl. So that could still happen. It could still happen, even though I got the Bears going in, yeah. but whatever. Because Dylan, Dylan had Patriots, Packers, <clears throat> I had Jaguars, Eagles. Oh, the Jaguars, boy. That's, what a letdown. That's crazy <laughs> as hell. What a letdown. <laughs> that's crazy. Of course, I have to shout out uh, Dylan for having the, the Chiefs go 2-14. and Um not at a one seed. But we know why. We know why that was. Yeah, I didn't know that Patrick Mahomes was part black. Yeah. Really? At all. Okay. I'd never seen Jim Face. All I knew is that his name was Patrick Mahomes. And he hadn't played yet. <laughs> I, I played on, the start. I played with him in, um, what's it called? Madden 18. Mm-hmm. And I just took him to my team, got him on golf. He snapped. <laughs> <laughs> to be, we'll be honest. 
Yeah. I, I will say Patrick Mahomes definitely the surprise of the season. About 5,000 yards, 50 touchdowns. I, I, I think he should this be is technically a rookie. Patrick game. Mahomes he's is the only. He's the only quarterback. Then Patrick Mahomes will get MVP. He's the only quarterback in the history of life to have five thousand <laughs> yards passing in one season in the pros and in college. Damn. Damn. Ten thousand total yards passing. Damn. Yeah. So. Cannon on him too. That's what happens when we when we pick things way too early. You look stupid. <laughs> yep. But it's all fun. Um, so, Black Monday was this past Monday. Um, the end result, a quarter of the NFL is without a head coach. You mean National Fire Black Coach Day? Yeah. Um, so, the Bucks, the Jets, the Packers, the Cardinals, the Browns, the Broncos, the Dolphins, and the Bengals all do not have head coaches currently. Um, the Falcons decided to fire all of their coordinators instead of Dan Quinn, which I think Dan Quinn should have been the one he to. He definitely uh, should have got Ken. Yeah, that, that, was, that was a surprise to me. Absolutely should have done. Yeah, so um, I think we're all in agreement. All of those, right, rightfully. No. No. Who do you think? I, who do you think not didn't deserve to get fired? Well. First, I'm gonna say Vance Joseph from the Broncos. Okay, it's his third year. I blame. I, understand. I no, I agree with you. I blame John John Elway for. Yes, the, the front office is team. definitely trash. It's horrible. He even had a quarterback since Peyton Manning retired. Yeah, I he agree. had what Trevor Simeon, Paxton Lynch, and then you went and signed Case Keenum for what? Everybody knows Case Keenum is not a good quarterback. Right. The, the, he did good with the Vikings. He kind of fit their system, so it makes sense. I feel you. The next one is um, the coach from the Cardinals. I agree. Yeah, it's, it's his first year. It's his first rebuild, year. and you fire him. <sighs> Goodness, I think I think there might be some things. There might be some things in the background that we don't know about that might yeah, lead to that firing. Yikes. Or, or honestly, either that, or there might be some better coaches. They probably they might have let him go to pick up McCarthy. Mike McCarthy hasn't. I mean, listen, they might have let him go to pick up a more proven coach. I'm, I'm just putting that out there. So at this point, would you rather have Dan Quinn or Mike McCarthy? Mike McCarthy. McCarthy. Mike McCarthy. McCarthy's a winning coach. You might not have a complicated or super complex system, but he wins. Mm-hmm. Right. That's one thing you can't take away from him is that he went. Is he wins. Period. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't think Todd Bowles either. I'm going to say that. Really? Too. Yes. Todd Bowles gotta go, man. I'm gonna I'm I'm say this. Todd Bowles Todd. has to go. But um. Because Todd Bowles stays, the Jets are going to stay mediocre as fuck. But Todd Bowles should have went and them own that owner. The niggas running shit need to go too, to be honest. Because they make horrible yeah. picks in the draft. Yeah, yeah exactly. But, but so you Todd Bowles is also trash. Okay, what does Todd Bowles have to work with? I mean, what a lot of these coaches got to work with is still get fired. I think Vance Joseph and Todd Bowles, to me, are examples of when coordinators go to coach when they should have just stayed coordinators. There's a huge difference between being a coordinator and being a coach. Being a coach, a lot of times people think coaches need X's and O's. Not all the time. Coaches need to have the ability to get the most out of your players. Coordinators, they they know their one particular side of the ball. There's always an argument like, oh, well, you know, there's a bunch of coaches that know one side of the ball. That's valid, but in the same essence, those coaches who know that one side of the ball, no, I'm not going to get involved on the other side of the ball. That coordinator is pretty much going to be just another coach. Yeah. I'm not going to try to put my hand all in different 
Cards is a defensive mind, ain't Yeah. <clears throat> and he and did, did and, and did pretty good defense. But here's the thing, though, he didn't go after any coordinator that was fine on offense that he could have just left alone. Right. And that's part of being a coach too. When you're a coach, you're in charge of picking your team, quality control, coordinators, I mean, no, position coaches, bro. For the most the, part, the Cowboys, Jerry Jones on the show. There's a Garrett's there that he's the face. But however, even though you say that, Actually, and I'm not, not and I'm not disagreeing. Touch. I'm not disagreeing with you. Jason Garrett still has a lot to say. A lot more than you think. No, no, I agree. Garrett has a lot more than you think. And then on, at, on the top of that, Garrett's in a good place because let's just say even if Jerry Jones did run the show, just based off of that alone, Jason Garrett's in a good position because he's probably not going to get fired he's considering not. that the man runs the show. But on every other team, these guys are bringing in their boys. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Like, I'm bringing in who I think is going to be a good coordinator for this or for that. You know what I mean? Like, it, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Like, if you're good as an offensive mind, bring in a defensive mind that's going to counter your issues. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm still shocked that Andy Reid still hasn't done that. Right. I mean. The one time right. that he actually did do it was with the Eagles and he went to the Super Bowl. And now he's with the Chiefs, and he's not doing that. He had Jimmy Johnson. Not Jimmy Johnson with the Cowboys, but another Jimmy Johnson who was like a defensive guru. Yeah. Like his thing was, I know how to mix in the blitz with coverage. It looks like I'm just sitting back and I'm about to be in this zone, and little do you know I'm about to send eight guys at you right now. Exactly. You know what I mean? So, like, some of these guys just aren't fit to be coaches. They're not. Should have been fired like five years. Yeah, Marvin they, Lewis. They mutually Marvin agreed to Lewis. split ways. I guess. Um, I I think Marvin Lewis stayed on because of the state of the area that he's in. Like let let's let's just keep it a buck, bro. Like nobody wants to go to Cincinnati, bro. Tell me a Cincinnati. Tell me the last time a Cincinnati team was fought. Hey, he was asleep. He could have left. Uh, without offense, he could have done it. And somebody could have went in there and did some fast. Cincinnati is a great city, and they had a squad. Offensively. They've had a squad. Offensively. Off- they've had a squad defensively, too, when them little dreadheads had their heads on right at one point. Drake Kirkpatrick. Uh, them boys was easy. Adam Jones was back straight, and he was playing. He was playing great football. Drake Kirkpatrick was playing great football. Montez Burfick is a and all them and all is a is a trash player, but that nigga plays some tough ass football. Um, and all Atkins and all, all those guys is ready to go. I all those guys have checked out because we're five years late. Green definitely, but that's why I'm saying like he could have left. You feel me? Like that, I feel like there's plenty of people. That could have went in there and made a better situation of the of them of the Bengals when they had niggas young and ready. When you had AJ Spazzin, when you had all these dudes, Pac-Man Jones was straight. When you had Gio and and what's his name that's over there taking over now, Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon Even yeah. before Joe Mixon got there, Jeremy Hill was there. Jeremy Hill was. You had weapons everywhere. You feel me? And Giovanni Bernard too. Yeah, Giovanni Bernard was eating. You had weapons everywhere. It's just. Did they have Sanu at one point or another? Uh, other? Um, yeah, they had Sanu. Yeah, are you talking about Hushpanzada? Nah, Sanu. Yeah, they yeah. had yeah, Mohammed, they had Sanu for a little bit. They have um, Muhammad Sanu. Yeah, exactly. Sanu went up one time. Like you had Sanu and AJ together. Like and they had what's the name too? Um, guy who plays for um, Detroit Jones. Marvin Jones. Jones. Marvin Jones. Oh, yeah, I said that? Okay. Yeah. They've had, like, great weapons at the time that he could. And then you got John Ross. Of him being trash. Like, you guys make the playoffs all the time and don't win. 
Or you just don't make the playoffs. He no, could have been yeah. there. Somebody could have easily came up in there and made a better situation than that. But I'm probably glad it happened. Too, yeah. If I was, I mean, I, I mean, it probably is too late now. Definitely, I don't think nobody. <laughs> I don't think it, I don't think it, it's worth going to the Bengals at this point. I agree, but I'm gonna ask, I'm gonna ask you guys a question from your professional standpoints. Who do y'all see winning World Wild Cup weekend? Oh, we're going to get there. We're going to get, get there. there. Oh, get there. I, know, I, know, yeah, yeah. I know we're going to get to the picks. We're going to get to the picks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. Paul. That's what happens when people discuss. come on the show right. trying to, you know, dictate uh, their way yeah. around the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> you know, try to tell yeah. us what so, we think. So before we get to that, because we got a couple more things to discuss, um, I do want to list off the, the top 10 coaching options that Bleacher Reports listed. And I want to know if you guys feel like they fit into any of these teams that have openings or if they're not ready yet. Um, number one, Bruce Arians, former head coach of the Cardinals. He retired. But um, there are – I think there's a couple of attractive offers like the Browns. I feel like that's his his type of team, young attitudes. I don't think you get rid of Hugh Jackson yet either. Jackson's already gone. Been no, clear. No, you talk about the other guy. No, no, I'm saying like it just it just came down to me after the year he had this year. Don't get rid of Hugh Jackson. Who? Who don't Browns. get rid of Hugh Jackson? The Bengals? No, I'm talking about the Browns. The Hugh Jackson. Yeah, Hugh Jackson. Jackson. He's, he's, talking he's talking about the other guy. He's talking about the other guy. The guy that you had. <laughs> You're the one who took over for Hugh Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> uh, never mind. Continue. I I myself. Continue. I'm confused. <laughs> I can Whoever you, replaced I can Hugh Jackson, he's saying should be head coach. I'm guessing. Yeah. Nah, fam. That team spazzed once you left. That's what I'm saying. So whoever to became board. head coach after Hugh left should stay. Is what he's oh, saying. Oh, yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Should become head coach. Yeah, I think they want him back as DC. Mm, you don't like it. Instead. Greg Williams? I feel you. Greg, Greg Williams himself might just want to be a DC. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Man, that would suck for you to bring somebody else in there. What do y'all think? What, what do y'all think for Bruce Arians though? Like, do you think you guys see any of those options as possibilities or no? Yeah. Hackers, I maybe. I don't really care enough for Bruce Arians. Stay, stay, stay retired. He can stay retired. Stay definitely stay retired. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, what about Vic Fangio, the Bears DC? No. No, you're, you're, just a, you're in a great you're position. At. Stay you're where you're at. You're in, a, <laughs> you're in a perfect position. Like yeah, that okay. defense is stacked. They got real quants. It's just it's not like this has been going on for a while. Like it's I don't know. The people be thinking like they be treating co- coaches like one and done. Like yeah, spaz, bro. Yeah, go ahead, coach somewhere. Yeah, trash. Well, that's what they were looking at the the uh, the Vikings offensive coordinator for a while until this year he was trash and now he's exactly. not on anybody's radar. Exactly. So y'all have one good year and. Well, I don't know if you have him on there. See, why are you about to say I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to say it. Get my... I'm not going to say okay. I'm just going to ask. I'm asking. Do you have somebody on there who, who was already yes. a head coach that was interviewed by the Browns? Already interviewed by the Browns? That was already a head coach in the NFL? Yeah. He's not a head coach now. I don't know if he was interviewed by the. I got a couple former head coaches. Okay. But I don't know if. Go ahead. Who? Just say the name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. All right. Mm-mm. So next, uh, Josh McDaniels. 
Uh, Patriots offensive coordinator and quarterback coach. He needs to stay his ass <laughs> in New England. I, I'm saying person. Take your personal bias out. No, 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 person, no, 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 personal bias. You're okay. You have a system. This, this, this is my personal opinion. No bias. No bias at all. You gotta look at it like it's a job. You are in the perfect position because you're in an area that's known for winning. You're in an area that a lot of players would go to just to win. You've proven that with the right tools and the right pieces, you can get to the Super Bowl and win a Super Bowl. And when Belichick eventually leaves, you're going to have at least three years to just do your job. And right now, you're still winning games. You're still getting paid. You're the next up. Josh McDaniel don't need to leave nowhere. He needed to stay where he at. I don't. I don't want him. I don't think he's a good choice for any team. The the day, but the Patriots. When he did become a coach. When he did get out of the coordinator spot, the boy, the coaching shit was trash. Shit was called cheating. You trash. Go back to what she was doing. Stick to what you know. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. And, um, and then become head coach of the system that you already understand. True. Inherit that shit. Up next, Lincoln Riley, Oklahoma's head coach. Stay at Oklahoma. Oklahoma. You can't leave. Uh, oh, I feel like Oklahoma Lincoln, college. college. Yeah, yeah. those niggas need to stay their ass over stay. there. Too. Lincoln Riley. Lincoln Riley is easily. This is the if, big he, if he was to make the jump, I would say the Bucks might be a good starting spot. That offense needs a lot of help, and that if he can run a similar offense to what he does in Oklahoma, you need a quarterback for that. Well, that's what the draft is for. She. Oh, you gonna get Kyler? Kyler and Kyler freshman. Kyler got wait, so he can wait two years. It no, no, Kyler. Oh, yeah, true, true. Wait two years until Kyler declares and then take that job. He playing baseball, or take that job now and then get yeah. Kyler about to play baseball anyway. Baseball, baseball, baseball money, about to football have. money, easy. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's baseball money is there. Um, but I agree with the Bucks just because it's clear that Lincoln Riley is successful when he has a mobile quarterback. Yeah, is Baker and Kyler. Damon's Winston, he might be a little older now, but I still believe he still got it. Still got what? He still got the mobility. Yeah, he's a little injury and prone. They did say they're he sticking with him. And the, and the Bucks, he is a little trash. And the Bucks said they are sticking with him. But when Damon's is on, he's That's on. The, So the Bucks next year are going to be another Jacksonville Jaguar. Yeah, I They're going to win three, four games again. No. Guaranteed. No. We're going to put bread on it. 20. Oh, man. Oh, shit. Here we go. How many games max? Oh, what did you just say? Three, four games. I so said four matches. I said I like to win more than four games this year. Bet. Give it All right. four games. We got the over under bet. We're gonna forget this shit. I'm no, not. No, we're not. <laughs> Episode sixty nine. Um. Okay. Up next, I got Dave Taub, Kansas City's assistant head coach. Need to stay as ass in Kansas City. Kansas City. I don't even know who you are. Okay. Yeah. You guys, yeah. Now, so far, you guys have said this for pretty much everybody. Some of these people are going to take Kansas these City jobs. Defense is not great, though. <laughs> I mean, you okay. see what happens when they take these jobs. So, this, I mean, so this, this, this is my point. This is my point. And this is the problem with a lot of teams. You got to gotta look at how some of these teams are set up and, like, how these coordinators and stuff are set up. These coaches who have become successful coaches, if you look at their background – they essentially were the coach for one side of the ball. Right. These guys that you're naming, with the exception of probably McDaniel, 
have not been the coach, or at least we don't hear about it. Right. You know what I mean? Like if you look at um, if you look at all these coaches and how they've been set up, they've literally been in a place where they've had autonomy. Whether it's as a position coach, whether it's as a coordinator, they've just had autonomy. Like, yo, you got freedom to do as you please. I'm not even going to get in your way. I'm not going to step on your shoes. I ain't going to do none of that. These these teams that you're naming, think about the teams that you've named so far. Like A team like Kansas City, you know that's Andy Reid's team. Mm-hmm. There's nobody on the Chiefs that's overstepping. Andy Reid has not given anybody on that team autonomy. Mm-hmm. Not that we know of. Because coordinators that have that autonomy, bro, coaches are like movie stars. The more you do, the more you're known. And the more you do, the more you're going to be mentioned on TV. Right? Like, you know when these guys are going to come. Like, when they said Matt Patricia, it's easy. Matt Patricia had autonomy. Matt Patricia was running that defense. His way of doing defense was effective. That's why they kept bringing his name up. On all of, every time they had a primetime game, this defense is doing phenomenal. Matt Patricia, Matt Patricia, Matt Patricia. And he leaves and look at the defense now, right? Vance Joseph. Vance Joseph was getting a lot of love. You heard about Vance Joseph. You know what I mean? When Mike Tomlin was, um, was an assistant coach, you heard about Mike Tomlin. You see what I'm saying? Like, there are coaches, like any coach who was under Tony Dungy, for example, you knew these guys. Because Tony Dungy was giving guys, like, all right, I have faith in you. I've seen you do this. That's your side of the ball. Handle that. Right? So I just feel like, like, who's the DC? Who's the DC for the Patriots now? I'm glad you said that because that's the next person on my list. Brian Flores. Brian Flores. He's the next person on the list. He was a linebacker's coach last year. This was your first year as a defensive coordinator in which y'all were trash. Now, go ahead. Go ahead. And now you're you can coach you can coach linebackers, I think, but I think he can clear it to go get a better job. I think this is anyways. I think this is one of those things Lord where, Patriots. especially the the Patriots, yes, they, they have um, this reputation about them to where you got these coaches that come through a Bill Belichick system where you have your Bill O'Briens, you have your Mike Vrabels, you have your. Uh, 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 Matt Patricia's, you know, these guys that are head coaches, like that system is pumping out. So no matter what, if you're an OC or a DC on that team, you're going to get looked at as long as Bill Belichick's the head coach. So what I'm going to say about a Bill Belichick system is these guys are always put in a bad place. I feel like Matt Patricia is going to be Matt Patricia and potentially Vrabel are going to be the only guys who are going to legitimately have a chance to spaz because you were there with teams who are literally like, all right, bro, we get how Belichick operated. Belichick needed like three, four years before things got together. We'll give you that time. Get rid of the players that you don't need. Bring in the players that you do. You got an open checkbook. Make it happen. Because the thing about it is, is like, again, coaches and coordinators matter. They just matter, right? Like Tomlin if I'm not mistaken, I, I got to do my research, but I'm pretty sure Tomlin is from that Tony Dungy um, uh, family tree or mm-hmm. whatever. Anybody who comes from a Tony Dungy tree is going to have the issues that Tomlin has because Dungy had them same issues. They're going to get the most out of your players, but they are players, coaches. So you're going to have a back, you're going to have a backdrop where if players aren't satisfied, he might not be able to reel them players in. And since he's a players coach and they're kind of just like whatever, he's going to be like, all right, fuck you too, then like you can clear it, which is what's been happening in Pittsburgh. He's been getting the most out of these players, but once these players are ready to clear it, 
Once they feel a certain way, they have they they feel like they got the freedom. There's no fear of Tom. The same way there was no fear of Dungey. There isn't. Let's Nobody's let's scared. Dungey little gargoyle head. Yeah, but what I'm what I'm saying is yes. That is fucked. <laughs> what I'm saying is yes. Belichick does have a system. Absolutely. But that system only works with specific players. Specific players matter. Because we've had some stars go play for the Patriots and not spaz. And then we've had some stars go over there and spaz. But you already know a lot of these other owners and GMs don't necessarily look at it like that. And that's the problem. Right. And that's why they're so ass. And that's why some of their teams will never get better. Because sometimes when you get a coach that is like a Bill Belichick, you need to give them that autonomy. You That seems to be the key word here. You need to give them that freedom. You need to give them that time to build a winning team. Any coach, for the most part, if they're in the NFL, bro, and they're a head coach, most of these guys can build you a winning team. Are you going to give them the time to build you a winning team? Well, speaking of time to build a winning team, the next person on my list, Jim Harbaugh, head coach of Michigan. Stay, Stay your ass over there. Stay. He can, Stay act- college. Not even Michigan. He Stay college. can actually be successful in the league. No. Has he not been successful in the league? Yes. He, he has. He has. He can be. He's proven what? he can be successful in both areas. They so if he low. wants to they jump got, up, he can. But right now you're at Michigan. But you got. You went to Michigan and got dog by UF. If you were to go, you did. But you had a one. You're having a wonderful coaching tenure right now at Michigan after falling off. And Michigan is his shit in the NFL. Like I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised if he makes that jump. Where would you want to go? I wouldn't be so quick to make that jump again. Jim Harbaugh. Who are the open positions? Bucks, Jets, Packers, Cardinals, Browns, Broncos, Dolphins, Bengals. Nah, none of them. The Dolphins. The Dolphins because of that defense. They get rid of Tannehill. They probably will get rid of Tannehill if he goes over there. Can we all agree that... They still need offense. Can can we all agree that the most attractive option on here, though, like all around, is the Browns? Is the Browns. Okay, I just want to make sure. I was going to say Harbaugh is perfect for the Browns because Harbaugh knows how to work with young guys. And that team is young. Mm -hmm. Fresh out of college, he's... He's he's been dealing with that college crowd, so he knows how to get something out of them. I say the Dolphins because Jim Harbaugh is not going to go over there if they're keeping Tannehill. And Harbaugh is an offensive mind. The man played quarterback. That's why he's able to make good quarterbacks. He's produced. He's done some magic with some eh quarterbacks, to be honest with you. And the one time he had an athletic and good quarterback, he snapped. So I'm I'm sorry, bro. If he if he's one of them coaches that he could legitimately coach wherever he wants, and I think he. But the thing successful. is, those type of coaches, I wouldn't want to put them in a situation where they don't have that guy yet, and they have to find one. It'd be good to have a place where you have a guy, and they just don't have the coach to match him. Then putting a coach there that doesn't have a guy, right? And then it's like you go find a guy, and it doesn't pan out because he's young or. For me, I'd rather have somebody that has like a like when when the Texans were doing bad, but they had. Deshaun, it's like okay, you just need the right person there with you, or something like that. But when you like, or like even the Brown situation, you got somewhere you have a quarterback there that can do everything you need him to do. Is just put him put him the coach there. So I I wouldn't want to put Jim Harbaugh in a position where he has to go in and find his like yeah find a rookie quarterback. I don't know about this rookie quarterback. This quarterback draft class coming up. It's, is there any light? It's, 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 it's light. It's really light. Yeah, yeah I mean, you'd have to. Are there any quarterbacks in free agency right now that are about to? You know I mean, I don't think there's we're, much. We're, to, we're gonna get to we're that. Gonna get we're gonna, to gonna that. get to that. But I must say, the Browns. If you look at the Browns' offense, 
their three. I, I'm working on this. Their three best offensive options were all rookies just this year. We got Big, Nick Chubb, and Antonio Callaway is actually a very great out of Florida. Hey, he is a great receiver. You straight can tell out that from preseason. The man played yeah. a whole game. Straight didn't out take not one snap off. And then in in booty. No, no, no. In booty, Joku finally jo- showed up. David and Joku would kiss a black sperm ass. I'm sorry. Whoa. whoa. I, I had him in all my leagues, and I dumped him in all my leagues. Yeah. He did, he did horrible. Okay. For the, for the record, and Joku did fine once... Once Baker got once in. Baker got in and once ba- and once uh, Jackson cleared it and Joku was starting to put up so decent numbers. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, but that but, but listen, but it's, but it, but okay, that's fine. If yeah. you're talking about your fantasy league, cool. Yeah. No offense, owners ain't worried about a fantasy league. No, if, I'm an, no, no. if I'm an owner or a GM and I see okay, we got rid of Jackson, we let Baker do what he want, and in these last three weeks, and Joku caught four touchdown passes no. and was averaging about seventy yards a game. That's that's pretty good. I'm on, honestly, I'm, on, I'm only talking shit purely based off my fantasy league. I'm sorry. Overall, that's why no, but that's why I took him because basically, like, my, yeah, being, my, being a Miami fan, I was the first nigga as Buddha, man. I was a bit hyping this. Yeah, Listen, yeah. I promise you, I, 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 my, all my watching hard knocks. Like, he got to be the truth. Even Doku bought a snap, but mind you, he's the way I look at it. He's the next play wise. He can be the next Aaron Hernandez. Not even wrong. Come on, Aaron he's, a, he's a freak athlete. He has, he's a, he's an athlete. I think that's Evan Ingram. If he acts right. Evan. Yeah, I, I like it. Evan Ingram is faster. He's quicker. Runs yeah. better routes. And Joku's just a freakish he's, athlete. He's if anything, and Joku's like, like a Gronk. Joku's yeah, like and Joku's a Gronk. Kelsey-bodied ass nigga. I'll take, I'll take Kelsey. Yeah. I'll take Kelsey. Um, all right, so these last three head coaches, I think we're all going to pretty much say they need to just stay where they're at. Pat Fitzgerald, head coach of Northwestern. Um, yep. You're at Northwestern, fam. Yeah. <laughs> like, Chris, oh, Chris Richard. That's a dream job. The Dallas DB coach. No. And Dallas who? <laughs> Cowboys. <laughs> the DB. The, I can understand yeah. why the DB coach would and, get some love. And Matt LaFleur, the Titans OC. Titans have been far too inconsistent on both yeah. sides of the ball. He's going to have Marcus Mariota differently. Trash. Yeah. Okay. Nick so so you didn't say this he guy. I'm, I'm okay. You didn't say this guy. <laughs> he might have been so, further down on the list. He a Bama fan. Why you oh, really? a Bama fan here? Miami first. Bama. So there's a guy that I'm gonna first. Then Bama. Hey, shut your ass up. There's a guy that I'm gonna bring up, and I think this would be a very interesting pickup for the Browns because this guy is to me. One of the more underrated coaches. I'm of surprised all time. he didn't get a job after he got fired from I'm his gonna, last. I'm one. gonna tell you why I think he didn't get a job. Okay. I think. Is it because he's black? No, and I have something to say about black coaches too. Oh shit! Here we go. So, I told you I took a nap. I'm ready. Um, so, this coach has won a lot of games. This coach went to the Super Bowl with um, Peyton Manning. Won, cleared it. Mm-hmm. Went and became a uh, quarterbacks coach and offensive coordinator with Joe Flacco. Mm-hmm. Won the Super Bowl. And um, as of right now, his regular season record is 62-50. and 50. And this guy goes by the name of Jim Caldwell. He's a quarterback's coach. He's an offensive-minded coach who knows how to pick a staff and has won Super Bowls. Now, you have a team that is a potential offensive juggernaut, has no weaknesses, has a strong line, strong offense, a strong um, receiver core, great tight ends, not just one, two. And they have Ooh. a... 
outstanding running game. The dude who's behind Njoku, I was watching him the other day. I don't know his name. He's not bad, bro. He just needs some coaching. He's not bad at all. And he's he's a lot more of a possession um, tight end than Njoku is. He's not bad at all. If he gets more burn, he might snap too. It's a black dude. I don't know his name. I just I just remember watching the Browns game and seeing him get some burn, and he was playing, and I was like, "Bro, Jit is not bad, bro. He's straight. He's straight." You looking up his name yeah. while I'm while I'm ranting about Jim Caldwell. Jim Caldwell. I like Jim Caldwell. I like, I, Jim Caldwell I said that. I is like nice, bro. And he he brought he took Joe Flacco to the Super Bowl. Baker Mayfield is better than Joe Flacco. Yeah. Everybody better than Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco's, Flacco's not. He's not. He's not trash, but he, he, he's not the nah, best well, either. And yeah. I think. And he, I think. And I think that injury. That injury. Darren Fells. That's what I was about to say. Big ass. He's he's a possession. He's been nice. He's He like a smooth. Now. I mean, you still get two good years out of him, and he's a vet. So here's my thing about black coaches. And I'm and I'm and I'm gonna be very reasonable. Um, I personally wouldn't say that there is a massive discrepancy. That's not what I will say. The one thing that I'll admit is the NFL is still definitely not NFL football in general is still a good old boys league. It's a southern based league. However. What we do have to admit is, is that there is not enough black coaches trying to make that jump to head coaching because of the pressure that comes with it. There needs to be more in order for it to have a level of prestige and a level of respect. There, if you think about it, name the last five or six black head coaches that have been successful. So in general? In general. Name five to six black head coaches when, that have been successful. When you say successful, are you talking Playoffs. Oh. Playoffs. Mike Tomlin. Within, Who within, else? Within the last how, how many years though? Everywhere. The recent. 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 As recent as you can think. Uh-huh. If you gotta go back, I would say don't go back no further than like Jim Caldwell. Early two thousands. Oh sure. Oh, I was gonna say awesome. Lovey Smith. Okay, keep yeah, going. Man, keep going. Man. There's someone trying to say. Dungy, okay, was, what else? Um, the coach from the Chargers. He's not a bad coach. Okay, keep going. There's something that I'm trying. I'm trying to show here. Something I'm trying to show. Todd Bowles is actually not a bad coach. Todd Bowles is not a bad coach at all. He just needs to get an OC. I thought like he just needed to be a DC. There's something that I'm trying. There's something that I'm trying like to get could, to. I thought like he could be a really strong Super Bowl coach. There's something. There's something that I'm trying to get to here, and you guys got to bear with. So, we've named these coaches. With the exception of Mike Tomlin, all these guys have experience. All of these guys had years put in. For some awkward reason, these young black coordinators, when they get to that age where they can be coaches, they don't coach. They don't even coach in college. They don't coach in the pros. They don't coach in college. They go coach like high school. Like a person who I think would be an awesome coach. Like, he should start as a coordinator first, but I think he'd be a bomb-ass coach. Would be a guy like Deion Sanders. Yeah. But Deion Sanders is too invested in high school coaching. 
Deion Sanders would be five. If he came in, if he came in, started with DBs, made his way from DBs to defensive coordinator, and then learned all the tricks of the trade and became a coach, he would snap. Because like he played on both sides. He played on both sides of the ball. And he played special teams. He's one of the few players that can sit there and say, I've literally played every level of the ball. So I can tell you what to do to be successful on every level because I've had to practice on every level. I've had to practice with special teams. I've had to practice with defense. And I've had to practice with offense because for two seasons, I played receiver and corner. But the thing is, when it comes to Deion Sanders, I actually love him more in high school because I'm going to say I love him more in high school because he's a mentor before he is a coach. See, and it's people like you that gives him that support that doesn't give him the push to take the pressure of NFL positions. But what if he doesn't want to be in it? Mind you, he didn't mind. I think the focus instead of more so on black coaches to like just pushing will be will be a coach to be who actually wants to be a head coach or a defensive coordinator or depending on what level. Like I have a friend of mine, Alex. He has, in my opinion, he has the potential to be a college to be a college um, head coach, successful at that. Who, Alex? Alex. Leave him. Yeah, he has a great potential to be a great college head coach, but he doesn't want to start start off right there. He is going to start going to start off back back home and then build his way up. But mind you, he's not sitting there like, oh, I don't want to be in high school. That's it. He wants to get to that level, but not everybody has to. Mind you, he's twenty three like myself, right? He's trying to build his way up. He not just jump into it. So then he actually—that's the point. That's where he actually wants. So then, to the go. counterpoint what everybody else has been saying, and we can't sit there and say, "Oh, well, there's a there's an issue with black coaches. The NFL doesn't want black coaches." Mm-hmm. But I think the NFL—I think majority of the teams, even though it's a good old boy league, I think majority of the teams want a black coach. But the reason why I, the reason why I have like the discrepancy is not that they don't want them or whatever you're saying, but. <clears throat> It's, it's never um, it's always one sided black coaches you have very 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 minimal room for error look at the Cardinals head coach you had you, your first year with a track a team who won five games last year you won five games last year they throw you in or oh, you won three games but you, but you okay, think but you think that? but you think they let him go because he's black because here's but because let's 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 flip the perspective real quick. Because uh-huh. th- that's what I like. I like flipping the perspective. I'm not going to sit there and say it's not a race driven league. Of course it is. But let's look at it from the perspective of the owners. Mm-hmm. Okay, you're running a business. Right. The majority of your employees are what color? Right. Black. Right. So if I would want somebody to lead them, don't you think I would look for a black coach? Not always. Because they want to pay a black coach. That's what. That's what. I'm just saying. One of the longest tenured coaches with a Super Bowl ring who could have probably had three or four had he been in the NFC is a black coach. Ooh. Mike Tomlin. Oh, speaking of, what I didn't realize, the because the Steelers have only had three um, coaches, coaches mm-hmm. yeah. Bill Belichick's beating all three. Yeah. Gang, gang, gang. He beat Chuck Noll when he was with the Browns. And then... Yeah. Beat Bill Cowher when he was with the Patriots and then he beat. Yeah. Sorry to take off Southern guys. I thought I would do that when you're praising the Patriots. I do see the point that you're making, but at the same time, I'll say me, if I was the owner, yeah, the fans are going to support regardless. 
As much crap as they talk on social media or in person, the fans are always going to talk shit regardless. But at the same time, I'm not going to be like, well, this was your first year. You didn't promote at the park. Boom. At the end of the day, David Johnson was supposed to be your number one option or bus player. Didn't do great. He had a rookie quarterback who really wasn't even a top quarterback coming out. His main competition was his rival at USC. That's really about it. You got to give him time to develop also. Larry Fitzgerald at the end of his career. So Larry Fitzgerald's about to retire. And then who else is their receivers? Yeah, another rookie receiver with Christian Kirk. You got to at least let them develop that chemistry. Because Christian Kirk came from where? A&M. And then Josh Rosen came from UCLA. Those are two completely different offenses and play styles. Mind you, towards the end, did the Cardinals kind of get it together? Yeah. But I say you got to give that coach more time to... But it's more than that. I feel like Steve Wilkes, there's something underlying because this is, this is the thing that caught my attention. I read about that. And I don't know if it was the GM. I think it was the GM. The GM took responsibility and was like, it's my fault for the coaching change, and I take responsibility for that. Bro, there is something else that has not been leaked yet that happened with that team and that particular coach that they let him go, bro. Uh-huh. I just think, period, he just wasn't a good coach. Because let's look at the Cardinals games and let's look at this team. Okay, yeah, the team wasn't all that good, but they was competitive in a lot of games and they just didn't pull through. They should not have been a 3-13 and team. They're definitely better than the 3-13 and team. 6-10? Six and ten, we're, that's that's a hundred percent difference that we're talking about. That's three whole games. I understand, but at the end of the day, bro, that's three yeah. whole games. We're talking about a team that could have been competitive, and you could have been like, well, we with with a couple of plays here and there, we might could have been a playoff team. We're talking about three and thirteen. You think the I, Cardinals should have been a three and thirteen team? This typical completely. What do I have going? You think? What do I have going this year? Who the Cardinals? I think I had him trash. I'm not gonna lie to you. I think it was, I had the worst. I think we, I think we all had him trash. Okay, it, it makes sense. We knew it was gonna be a rebuild. It's a, it's, it's a rebuild since last year. You you signed Sam Bradford. Yeah, they wasn't about for what? Sam Bradford has been trash since he got in the league. Okay, so let's let's. No, you had them going two and fourteen. Yeah, I knew it was gonna. What'd you have them going? Nels had them going four and twelve. I actually had them going nine and seven. I don't know what that was. <laughs> Even you knew they were going to be tragedies off on one game. But. Okay, but look, this is the point that I'm trying to get to. Do you know that the Cardinals was like one of the teams that literally had like the most losses by one possession? I believe it. So agree, you got the Bears, who are how you have you you lost to the Bears sixteen to fourteen. Then yeah. the next week you lose to the Seahawks twenty to seventeen. Uh-huh. Then the next week you beat the 49ers twenty eight eighteen. Then lose to the Vikings twenty seven to seventeen. Then you lose to the 49ers eighteen to fifteen, and you held the Chiefs to twenty six points. Mm. Bro, like we're talking about, we're talking about playoff teams. Yeah, they got blown out, but they were but keeping games close. I mean, isn't the coach also responsible for being able to put his team at that high level to where they were even close in these games in the first place? So why is it that the fact that I, I we could praise him for say they won those games, then he, he would have had a job. He would. I mean, but I feel you. But like, so if he would, if they would have got blown out in those games instead, then he should keep his job. 
Well, he have he would have a better case because the team is so trash that this is where we're at. Like I watched three of those games. I watched how, three of those Cardinal how, how games. How did it end? I'm asking. How did field it end? goals. Field ball made by made or missed. One was I believe one was missed. Two of them were made, and those games that they lost. It was on some like trippy stuff. Like one of the things he did was when he put Rosen out there, mm-hmm. a lot of people was like, "That is a terrible coaching move." Because Rosen is clearly not ready. And as a coach, you can make or break a quarterback's career. I'll tell you this much: if Rosen doesn't come, if Rosen doesn't come back and become a good quarterback, we can blame the coach for that because he came out this year and was ass. I mean, and his I, whole his whole mental is fucked up. Peyton Manning did horrible his rookie his rookie year again. I say, if he doesn't come back, uh-huh. it's definitely due to the fact that he went out too early. But he had no choice but to put Rosen out there. You want Sam Bradford? Bro, Sam better, Bradford. better Sam Bradford and Rosen can watch the mistakes and learn and become better. But I'm not going to lie to you. But I think it was better. But the, I think they would have been – I think they record might have been worse if they would have kept Bradford in the – they probably would have won one game, to be honest. All I'm saying but, is, uh-huh. is that Wilkes did not get fired because he's black. But, Wilkes got fired because he was there's something he did. But look at what he's saying. All these games, right? They barely lost. Sometimes it could be a quarterback. Sometimes it could be a I receiver think, dropping the ball, a DB not making a play. I think and that, that, black, coach, but a coach can call a great game. These black quarterbacks. The thing is, four black quarterbacks got fired, right? Cool. Coaches. Coaches. I'm sorry. But, like, yeah, it does show that there might be. I mean, we've been though this is like a league that mm-hmm. has favoritism towards color or whatever. A lot of these coaches aren't performing up to par. But I feel like these coaches probably wouldn't have got fired if there were more black GMs in the league, but there aren't. So, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, nah, a bias know. may be a bias, but at the end of the day, it's going to be hard to say I have a bias if I have work that says you're not doing your job. Not after one year, though. I'll just give them two. two. I do for trash, you know, the next year you try, get rid of them. If, if they get rid of a coach after one year, there's definitely something else going on. That's what I'm going to say. It's this, that's proven with any job. If anybody gets fired after a year, there is something that is underlying that led to that person being fired beyond color. That's what I'm saying. Especially when a GM is getting up and saying, it's my fault. As the general manager, it is my fault that we're having this coaching change. I'm literally telling you, my hire fucked up. That's on me. Well, so did he said that his hire fucked up, or he just said my fault. He said that's on him. It's his bad that the coaching change is happening. But what did he mean by that? It's a it's a it's a deeper issue. It's a deeper issue. Like it's involving him personally. Exactly, bro. There's things that sometimes you just got to, like, I'm learning that through watching Hard Knocks, bro. Sometimes, yeah, dog, yeah. sometimes, bro, like, there's just things going on back there, whether it be players not really fucking with that coach or that coach just tripping in general as a person. And sometimes you're just like, bro, like, he got to go. Like, he got to go. Especially when it's one year, bro. Yeah. When a team that you know is rebuilding, it's something else, bro. It's deeper than that. Toxic. All right, so I the, thought you was deeper than I would have heard about it. <laughs> not always, definitely not. You well, can't we usually you, do. Bro. You can't. You can't. Can can when when there's problems with coaches for real, you, I feel like you actually hear about them shits, and then it's like there's a buildup. 
Like, there's been a build-up to McCarthy getting fired. You feel me? There's been a build-up build to um, Hugh Jackson getting fired. There's a build-up to a lot of these coaches getting fired. This coach was just watching the team be trash, compete, and then, boom, you're fired. I never really heard any story about this coach or anything. Every other coach, I see a lot of times when they get fired, there's a build-up to it. People are already predicting that they're going to get fired soon early on. You always have stories that's happening early on with players, coaching staff, whatever. I didn't hear nothing. nothing. Cardinals legit people didn't even pay attention to. They just look like an old team on a rebuild. They didn't really hear any news out of the Cardinals camp like that to really just be like they had internal shit going on. Because a lot of internal shit nowadays is always leaked. So I'm trying to figure out how it was they good enough to be able to hide something if it if it was that simple. Time will tell. All right. So we got to move on. Um, that's something we could probably talk about and discuss all night. Um, the last little coaching tidbit um, is more so for a GM. Raiders hired Mike Mayock as their GM. Um, he is a former draft analyst for NFL Network. I think this is a perfect hire for the Raiders because word of the day, autonomy. John Gruden has complete autonomy over that entire team and the decisions the team makes. Um, and it's no secret, John Gruden hasn't been the best at drafting um, his time as a head coach. And players. So Mark Cooper. Why, what, what better than to bring in somebody for that specific reason? I feel like that will be Mike Mayock's main thing. We'll be watching film. We'll be scouting. And we'll be drafting. I agree. I, I, love, think, I, I love it. Yeah. They're not going to butt heads at all because he's completely in a different lane than anything that has to do with what's going on with the team right then. Um, so, yeah. I think that's a good move by the Raiders. Uh, yeah. Um, now, Pittsburgh. Uh, we're going to talk to deep on this. Antonio Brown has had some issues with the team. <laughs> Over the past week. That's Pittsburgh's fault. Um, they did, though. He they just got a contract. Him. He got a contract. Year. They paid him. Stop. Don't do that. Appeal him all. Appease him. Whichever one. Well, why? We don't, we don't know if that's the issue. We don't know if the money's the issue. Um, there, was, there, was, there was reports that he had a dispute um, at practice. He felt disrespected. Um, by the coaching staff because I guess he messed up one of his routes. So so the so the coaches wanted him to run it again, and he got pissed because he's like, "Yo, I do this route all the time. I messed up one time. Like I'm." Become a little prima donna. Yeah. Like, yeah, I want I want to know why and you're then, saying appease him though. I'm, that's what I'm on. Well, you already lost Le'Veon. You see what happened with that. AB is a, is a top three, probably top receiver in the league. But they literally just paid him last like last year. I, I messed up by saying paid. I'll say. That. Oh, I got you. But I mean, like, you got you got to make it. If you see there's a trend, oh, well, apparently he didn't show up for three days. He he didn't. He, he was already mad. He didn't show up to Thursday, Friday, or Saturday practice, and he just showed up Sunday expecting to play. I'm alone, and apparently, right and apparently, whoever is assisting on the team thought he was playing because his locker was in his unit. I mean, his uniform was in his locker uh-huh. um, when he got there on Sunday, as if he was going to play. So. So this 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 what I'm gonna say about that. I have a a couple of things to say. Number one, this would have never have happened if they would have paid Le'Veon first. Le'Veon's gone, and obviously that offense isn't the same. They got the same Antonio Brown, don't they? Yeah. That's number one. Number two, never, ever, ever, ever 
I don't care what receiver you're talking about. Never has a receiver made a quarterback. The quarterback in the system makes the receiver. There's a lot of receivers who have the tools necessary to be one of the all-time greats, but they're on the wrong team, wrong system, at the wrong time, used in the wrong fashion. Antonio Brown got put on the right team with the right quarterback because Antonio Brown has specific skills that works perfect with Big Ben. I know how to get off the line. I know how to make sure that these corners don't jam me. I'm doing two moves and I'm getting open. Fling the rock. Just fling it. I'm going to go I'm going to go find a way to go get that bit. Because if you don't if you guys haven't actually realized it, Juju Smith-Schuster is actually an exact copy of Antonio Brown. Just a little He's just bigger. bigger. And guess what happened this year? Juju Smith-Schuster snapped. Guess who's the team MVP this year? Juju. Juju. Guess who had better stats this year? Juju. Yeah, this is this is what it is. Antonio Brown to me and let me down. On majority of the teams, I don't think he puts up the same numbers. And I will I will go I will run that against anybody. AB on the Patriots? AB on the Patriots would have split numbers with Julian Edelman. Um, he would have split numbers with Julian Edelman. So since this uh, this riff with the team has occurred, uh, Jarvis Landry has been recruiting heavy, both him and Le'Veon. Uh, he posted a picture of him, Le'Veon, and AB at the Pro Bowl, and with the caption, "It all makes sense in the end. Stay woke." To which AB commented, "Scary hours." And Le'Veon Bell commented, mm-hmm, I've been woke, flame emojis. That was liked by LeBron James. A.B. needs something to keep him humble. Ryan Clark has been going in on ESPN, and all the things he says I think are actual factuals. He said it, and he said, I said this in the weight room. When he walked by the, when he walked by the weight room, I told the position coach, if you pay him, you're going to create a monster. You need – I'm not saying Antonio Brown is a bad player. Yeah. I'm not saying any of those things, but he's definitely one of those guys who gets carried away when you give him too much. He's one of those people where you sit there and you be like, I mean, yeah, you nice, but honestly, like, he better than you. So, no, I do. tighten up. I don't need them three niggas on the same team, bro. Yeah, I, I don't think Landry, I don't think Landry Bell and AB on the same team is going to work out without a strong coach. Antonio, Antonio Callen was not about to have that. Right, he was already upset when they wasn't giving him touches early yeah. in the season. Like, I'm and and for you to say Brown don't care about his touches, he definitely does. Because if you out here, if you out here throwing Gatorade, like Gatorade stuff, because you didn't get a target, a target in two possessions or. Yeah. yeah, bro, come on, dog. Like that's we what I'm scored. About. We scored a touchdown. You mad? And he didn't do that. I'm gonna say this again. He wasn't snapping like that when Le'Veon was there because that was something that could keep him humble. Because I don't care what you tell me, Le'Veon Bell is a better football player than Antonio Brown is. He's a better football player. So when you put him on a team where there are better football players who are getting paid and taking your money, you're going to shut your ass up, you're going to sit down, you're going to go to work. You understand? And if Le'Veon was here, Juju would still be the third option. And you saw what happened. Juju was already showing you last year, like, I'm about to be here if y'all niggas don't type it. Le'Veon can play receiver if he really wanted to. Yeah, I mean he did. Right. They lined him up in slot yeah. like forty percent of the time. That's how much. That's how much numbers he was getting on rushes. The man was playing slot receiver forty percent of the possessions. That's crazy to me. Um, and then lastly for Pittsburgh, Ben put some of the blame on Le'Veon for how bad the Steelers did. 
calling it a big distraction to the team throughout the no, year. No, blame Bud Dupree for going to his locker. So, this this is what I'm going to say. It's fair for him to say that. I just don't like the it's delivery. delivery I'm not going to say it's a big distraction. He just needs to call it what it is. We are trash because we just literally lost our best weapon. It's not a big distraction. It's just at the end of the day, when you're looking at the offense and you're like, I'm pretty sure why he's calling it a distraction is because somebody probably was like in a practice or something like, look, that never happened with Le'Veon was here. I think it's trash. Like, Connor's good, but Connor ain't no Le'Veon. Yeah. Hmm. And that, that's coming That's coming from me. Who, who I said James Connor was going to snap, which he did. He, he, he did. did snap. But at the end of the day, let's keep it a buck. Legit, ugly as fuck. He ain't no Le'Veon. That's not fair to say though, bro. Because at the end of the day, Le'Veon wasn't here, but y'all lost because of y'all trash players' personalities. Because you still had weapons like shit that was balling. If y'all niggas was all humble in that team, it wasn't on no whole shit. Y'all would have won y'all division. Like you still had niggas balling. Maybe James Conner came in there and did Le'Veon shit stat wise. Like, yeah, he did. Yeah. He did. It didn't Agreed. matter. But the fact that y'all had such a horrible chemistry in the locker room, that's why y'all lost these games. You feel yeah. me? So now you're blaming that on one player being gone. So that one player yeah, who already shown that he's selfish about one of his shit. And and one games, person that was gonna have y'all And, and let's be straight. clear, at least three of those games, games, Big Ben, his either laziness or his Definitely. willingness to not try are reasons they lost at yeah. least three of those but then games. games where he plays out of his fucking mind and he shows you what this right. team has. So it's like, come on, so y'all had it. Y'all could have won y'all could have won twelve and three this year without Lady. Yeah. But because y'all have horrible team chemistry, your coach ain't take care yeah, of it because he's too much of a player. Twelve and four, thirteen and three, but whatever that shit is. I got you. Y'all could have <laughs> spazzed. Like your coach would have been your, your coach is too much of a player's coach that he couldn't get y'all together. Y'all niggas is a bunch of prima donnas. Juju's the only one out here trying to work. James Conner's just trying to work. And everybody else like, oh, man. Y'all got rid of Martavius. I had all this drama going on. And then all of a sudden, you wondering why you ain't in the playoffs. So, I'm a, what, what do you guys think? I know it's this one, sorry. But ideal landing place for A.B.? He's gonna, oh, he's who gonna, should pick up AB? He's going to stay with the Steelers. and I'm, I'm, But I'm glad you mentioned this because it's actually a good segue into my next, uh, my next move. Um, because it, it's all about trading at this point because of the contract that he's currently under. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A team would have to trade for it. And San Francisco has been pretty open in saying that if right. Pittsburgh's willing to part with AB or if New York's willing to part with Odell, they'll make an offer. Mm-hmm. Which would be a fire right, a location been, for right, either one of them. Tweeting. Oh, uh, AD, I mean, um, AB2. Mm-hmm. This says, this says, sup. Sup. And then AD responded with heart eye emojis, man. <laughs> or some shit like that. Or the star the eye star emojis. Star eye yeah. emojis. Yeah. Well, AB just, AB doing my He's just being pity about it. Didn't he? <coughs> that interview with him and James Harrison came up? No. no. I'm waiting to see if it does. No, no, definitely not yet. It'll uh, come out. But shit like that, it's like, bro, you can get traded. Cause now you really be a distraction. See, he's being a distraction. Yeah, like you he he actually ass. like causing like air home bullshit. You can get your ass traded now. But yeah. if I was, but that's what I'm saying. But if I was Mike Tomlin, bro, I'd clear. Yeah. You think Mike Tomlin leave? Well, dip. You can go somewhere better, bro. Would you like? To I want Mike Tomlin with the Browns. So I was just about to ask that. That was just about to ask that. Mike Tomlin with the Browns. I want Mike Tomlin with the Browns so bad. Like he had the airs plus and negatives of being a player's coach. But he's showing you that him as a players coach has had a lot of positive. Yeah. And, just, and I think he has a lot more humble personalities mm-hmm. with the Browns 
than he does right now. Because like, as a franchise in general. Right now, he's, on, he's, like that, he's like that player, like when you're a man and yeah. everybody at the end of their contract and they need to, you feel me? Now they all want the big bread. When you want the big bread, you're going to have the big ego. It's going to be hard to control the It's going to be hard to control the big egos that you have on your team. So, like, you need to go somewhere where you got a bunch of young dudes that are like mini. These niggas, they're gonna be just like these niggas, but like in the next six, seven years, where I have time oh, to do something. I'm, I, I'm sorry. I just don't know the, the, the significance about this game is that it's Kawhi. And yeah, I just noticed that. Yeah, Kawhi is back in Please. San Antonio. Um, so quickly, I'm gonna give you uh, the top upcoming free agents at your skill positions. Um, for the QBs, Teddy Bridgewater. He's Ty- a free agent? Yeah. Oh, yeah, they let his ad go. Oh. Tyrod Taylor. Damn. Um, RG3. Damn. Fuck, niggas. I don't and then you got, And then you got your seasoned vets and Josh McCown and Ryan Fitzmagic. Um, Fitzpatrick will get a job. Fitzpatrick yeah, he'll get a job. Fitzpatrick will get a job for sure. Um, RG3 on now. Fuck no. RG3 right. will probably be there as a, vet, as a veteran presence. Um, running backs, you got Mark Ingram. Free agent. Now, some now some of these players might get stays. might get franchise tag. We don't know or like, sign. Like you know, I like him to stay. Right, but as of now, they're they're considered free. They will be free agents. Yeah. Um, Latavius Murray. Where is he at? He's, he's in, in Minnesota. Minnesota. He'll, yeah, they got Dalvin. Um, T.J. Yeldon. T.J. Yeldon. Running back. I think he stays just as you need insurance for that. He's in a good position. Leonard Fournette also gets hurt a lot. Right. Adrian Peterson. Bye. Somebody gonna pick that man. He just had pretty much a thousand yard season in Washington. Man, but I hear you. Bye. I, I personally wouldn't. I personally just wouldn't sign him. Who you wouldn't sign? AP. Adrian. Who you inside? AP. Big smoking blunt. I listen. I'm not gonna lie to you. Big smoking blunt. Two point oh. So if you already, so let me get this straight. So what you're saying is, is if you're on a team that has a young premier back, you wouldn't get the. You're about to get it. You wouldn't get a veteran (laughs) running back who literally just snapped at the end of the year and took off on like a 90 plus yard run, and he disciplines his child. <laughs> Gee, you got a veteran yeah. presence that's still healthy, that can still produce. And nowadays, if you haven't looked at it, with the exception of a couple of teams in the playoffs, most of these playoff teams have more than one running back producing. Yeah. So what are we talking about? Is me personally? Yeah, no, okay. You, you, you personally suck. <laughs> All right. So uh, <laughs> wide receivers, <laughs> we got Larry Fitzgerald. Who invited uh, this man? Adam Humphreys. I invited myself. Tyro Williams, John Brown, and Golden Tate. Uh, Sign Larry. Tight ends. The only really notable ones are Jared Cook and Tyler Eifert. Sign both of them boys. Yeah. Cook no, Eifert be getting hurt, don't none of them. Yeah. That's another reason. Uh, Eifert be like AP, breaking his legs like, and like That's five. one of the things with AP. If you keep getting hurt like that. Same thing with the team. Not the team. You gotta give him a bit of money, bro. We, that's what I'm saying. Like, we ain't talking about no big-ass contract. We're talking about you want to get on a team that's going to get you a ring or not. Nah. Slide with us. <laughs> Two-year, eight-year. <laughs> the Patriots slide. I'm going to be like, I'll stand. We know. The Patriots. Listen, the Patriots. Is, yeah. The Patriots are the yeah. NFL yeah. last chance you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm surprised that people can't run. Um, we might. Oh, when he get out of that, when he get out of this situation. All right, defensive linemen. <laughs> and when we do, don't tell me nothing. <laughs> defensive lineman Demarcus Lawrence. I like um, him. He gonna stay his. He ass. gonna stay in Dallas. Right where he's yeah. at. They're gonna yeah, pay he him. played. He played on the franchise tag this year. They Give me that pay. money, yeah, fam. Uh, and Dominican Sue. 
Um, he might flop somewhere, but he might stay too. No, and now can Sue gonna stay because that's the only team where he gonna get one on one matchups. Right. Ezekiel Ansa. I like Lions, right? Ansa, like yeah. yeah. He need to stay over. And well, he need uh, to go somewhere better for right. tired of this shit. And Grady Jarrett. Grady Jarrett. Falcons. Yeah. Okay. He could um, do it too if he's smart. Now Lions to pay him. Linebackers, we got some good ones. Uh, Jadavian Clowney, he's gonna stay. He's gonna stay. He gonna stay. D Ford. I love Kansas Ford. City. Love D Ford. Love him. Love him. Love him. Uh, they gotta pay him. Fuck Auburn. Yeah, they they're, gonna, they're gonna have to pay him. They're gonna have to pay him. Uh, CJ Mosley. He just CJ, he just got a game winner interception. And you it. gotta keep him. Uh, Terrell Suggs. He won't say in Baltimore to retire. Right. Got to. Yeah, he's either gonna stay or retire. Um, and KJ Wright. From KJ, right? From, yeah. From, yeah. yeah you gotta pay him too. Some cute shit. Pay him what? Yeah, that, it said pay what? Pay him what? You gotta pay him. He's part of that Legion of Boom. KJ, right? Ain't no Legion of Boom, nigga. Listen, that linebacker core is still not. Well, here. speaking of Legion of Boom, your DBs, Legion. Earl Thomas. Legion of Pop. Pay him. Earl Thomas is going somewhere. Oh, Earl Thomas going where? To the hospital? <laughs> oh, come on, bro. Uh, Way too soon. Honey Badger. He'll stay, he'll stay in Houston. He could stay in. He, he'll stay in Houston. That was time. Where else Thomas going to go? Uh, San Francisco. I don't know. Oakland. Go to Jerry. Oakland take him. Go to Jerry's world. Um, Darquise Denard. Nah, he should. Yeah, no. He's going to stay in Cincinnati. Marcus Gilchrist. I like it. And EJ Gaines. EJ Gaines, that guy. Who who went for again? The Eagles, I think. Uh, no. No, no, Browns. Browns. Okay. And then kickers, Adam Vinatieri. He needs a little bit. His hair is, he, he, his hair is silver. I don't uh, care. He uh, needs to stay. Go back to the Patriots. Oh, Adam Vinatieri is the best kicker of all we time. We don't need him. We uh, have the best kicker. Goskowski right is a free agent. Oh, Steven? Yeah. He's oh. about to stay his ass. Okay, there we go. Robbie Gold. From the Bears? Yeah. And Seabass, uh, Sebastian Janikowski. Mm-hmm. Oh, he'll, he'll stay in right. <laughs> but listen, Adam Vinatieri oh, is, <laughs> is the best kicker of all time. Yeah, because he's old as shit. Because he's been in the league longer than every single he's, person he's, in that bitch right now. He won y'all like two championships when he was alone. Okay, but who was the who, who was that other kicker that was um, David Akers? David Akers was five two. I feel like there was one other person. Justin Tucker? Justin Tucker no, no, no. retired oh, the best Justin, kicker. Yeah, he will eventually retire the best kicker. I definitely, have, I definitely have him. I think it's you. Um, yeah, I don't know why I folded <laughs> this shit up. Yeah, I was like, what are you, what are you doing? You're not done. <laughs> I'm done talking, bitch. You're not done, fam. Come on, Matt Prater. We an hour and 30 in, baby, and we still got shit. two more segments. Let's go, baby. Right. So with that said, uh, we're going to get to our picks. Now, there's four games, so what we're going to do, I'm going to say the game. We're going to go around. Just give me briefly what you expect to see and who you think the winner is going to be. All right? Realistically, what you want. No, what you think is going to happen. Okay. This is part of your prediction. Um, we know what you want to see. I know how to use Yeah. Like so uh, the Saturday games – the six seed Colts at the three seed Texans. Uh, Texans. You wanna just we'll go around the table? Yeah, we can go around the table. Um just briefly what you what you expect. So you we're in Houston. Yeah. Colts is a great road team. Um Colts <laughs> I, I'm I don't like giving other like sportscasters props, but I was listening to and watching um, Colin Cowherd today. And Colin Cowherd said what I low-key was already kind of thinking. The Colts have a potential to be a dynasty. 
They have a potential. Because if you look at that team, that whole team is super young. You have a proven quarterback in luck who we can say is back. Mm-hmm. They have a really good running attack. They have the best young offensive line in the league. Their defense is on the come up. And in my opinion, even though everybody's talking about Van Der Esch and and um, who's the other young linebacker? The other the other linebacker for for the um, Cowboys who got into Smith. Smith. I always forget his name. Oh, yeah. The linebacker that they have in um, Indianapolis is snapping. I think his last name is Leonard. That rookie? Yes. Yeah, He's wow. snapping. Mm-hmm. So they got a potential to to really get it together. I don't think this year is the year that they're really going to take off. I think next year they'll be here. Um, I think the, the, the matchup, even though everybody keeps hyping up, the Texans' offense versus the Colts' newfound defense, I think is the other way around. I think the pressure is on the Texans' defense to prevent Luck from getting on the board. That's the matchup to watch. Luck versus the Texans' secondary, what are they going to do? So sure. I have Texans winning because I think they're going to do it, especially since they're at home. Um, and DeAndre, oh, my bad, go ahead. No, nah, we're going. I just want to quick question. Um, Colts receivers, top two are what, Moncrief and... No, Moncrief is gone. Moncrief is Yeah, Marcus Jones. T.Y. 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 And Pascal. Trash, man. More than anybody. It's T.Y. It's T.Y. and... T.Y. No, and the tight end. Okay. I can't think of his name. Eric Ewan. Eric Ewan, yes. So those are the top two. So what are you expecting to see, and who do you think is going to win? DeAndre. I'm expecting to see DeAndre Ball. I'm expecting to see... What's his name? Deshaun Watson stroke because that linebacker about to give him hell. Um, I don't think Lamar. I don't think the, the test is going to really be Deshaun Watson versus Andrew Luck. I feel I don't think the running game about to be too nice on either side. So Andrew Luck's going to give him a game. I feel like it's going to be a high scoring game too. Mm-hmm. But I think the Texans going to take that. Texans going to pull it out. Awesome. I spent them. Cool. Kiss my ass. Um, it's on the Colts defense, in my opinion. It's strictly on the Colts defense. Um, you gotta shut down DeAndre Hopkins, and you gotta shut down Deshaun Watson. And now I'm personally, from looking at it, from when he traveled from the Rams to the Giants, now here, Alec Ogletree. Because Alec Ogletree, one game he'll give you. 10 tackles with a sack with a forced fumble and a pick six. Another game, he'll give you three tackles. Yeah, the other other linebacker y'all said, if he snaps, great. But if Alec Ogletree does not come back to be the vet that he's supposed to be, Colts don't stand a chance. So who you pick? Texans. Texans. All right. And um, I'm expecting this to be a hell of a game. I think this is the team that the Texans wanted to see least um, because of Andrew Luck. Um, I think they would have been better off against the Titans for sure. Um, I do think it's going to come down to what quarterback can score more. Um, And I was very close to calling the upset on this one, but... I think I'm chickening out. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to go with uh, the Texans. 
Um, speaking of, I forgot to mention our standings. That's my bad. I'm folding this week, guys. My apologies. Um, so last week, that's not it. There we go. Uh, last week, Nels and Dylan went 14 and two. I went 13 and three, which brings the total standings right now. Nels is in first place. 163 and 91. I'm in second at 161 and 93. Dylan's in third at 158 and 96. So no one's completely out of it. Um, The next game on Saturday, the number five seed Seattle Seahawks at the number four seed Dallas Cowboys. If this was in Seattle, I would have said the Seahawks. They played earlier this year in Seattle. Seattle won. Yeah, that was in Seattle, and that was before Dallas got all the boys. Um, so I, I don't, I don't even register that because they, there's still Amari Cooper. Right. They finally got Martin back. Zeke is going to be on a bean, and it's going to be in Dallas. I, mm. Vander Esch about to eat, boy. If I kid you not, if it was in Dallas, I like Seahawks to dominate that game. Me. In Seattle. I mean, if it was in Seattle, but since it's in Dallas, I'm going Cowboys. Okay. Yeah. That defense, that Dallas defense, about to eat. So I got Dallas. Russell gonna put up a fight though. Of course. His first name is Russell. Zeke gonna fight a buck fifty. I said buck seventy five. Total yards, total offense. What's on me? Yeah. That's cool. Oh, I'm oh, oh, looking at you. But um, this was a little personal. To be completely occupied, but it's a little personal. But fuck the Cowboys and going with the Seahawks. Um, <laughs> but I, I will say this though: the Cowboys defense got to show up. They will. They have been showing it, up. It's not, a, it's not about have been. Playoff football regular season are two totally different things. Mm. You can lose a regular season game and be fine for the most part. Mm. You lose this shit, you going home, and that that's not forget incentives. So people are playing for money for their families at the same time. Alright. Linebacking core got to show up with uh, Smith and Venderet. And also, most importantly, they're showing up. Most importantly, they got to stop Russell Wilson on the run. Jalen Smith and Layton. I hear you. But you got to stop him on the run. Okay. You got Seahawks. All right. Yes. I got you. Um, I'm expecting Russell Wilson to have a hell of a game. And I'm expecting the Seahawks to win in an upset. A uh, 28-26 style football game. Something yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and on Sunday, the number five seed Chargers at the number four seed Ravens. This was personally my hardest. Uh, that's, a, that's a tough game to call. Now, they me. just played three weeks ago. And which the, the Ravens, Ravens won. won. At? Um, I think that was in Baltimore, Baltimore. as well. As well, yeah. Hmm, boy, that Ravens defense something serious, boy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I got the Ravens. I gotta stick with in Lamar. We trust. Yeah. We, I'm, we, I'm going we've Ravens this far. It's defense. It's defense against defense. And right now, Ravens got a better defense than the Chargers. And the Chargers have always had a weakness against the run. And guess oh, what? Sorry, They're about to go. That was in LA. They beat them. Mm-hmm. They listen. They have a weakness yeah, against the run, Lamar. and they're going up against the best running quarterback in the league. Facts. That rush is, no, they they was killing them whatever. I mean, Ravens. They saw him one time, right? Huh? They only saw him one time? Yeah. I'm not going to lie to you. I think, I think the Chargers get this one. 
Ravens. Really? Yeah. yeah, I, yeah. I, Ravens, is, heart, Ravens is the... My heart is yeah. one... I want Lamar Jackson to win this, but for picks purposes, I feel like the fact that they played him already one time, now you have film, Beating you twice. have a team full of defensive pro bowlers, you can put a plan together to stop, to force Lamar Jackson to have to throw I respect it. Now, are you going to be cheering for the Ravens, though? Yes, all day. All right, cool. Cool. I respect that. All right, and then you said Ravens. Ravens. Okay. And then... Uh, Make Lamar throw the football, you win. The number six Eagles at the number three seed Bears. 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 I'm going to explain. I'm going <laughs> to tell you why. We're talking about some what the Cowboys need to do, nigga. Y'all need Jesus. But, yeah. well, mind you, but no, but mind you, your coach needs to show up, your offense needs to show up, your defense needs to show up, your kicker needs to show up, your ball needs to show up. It's going to be a close game. Your fans need to show yeah, up. So it's going to be a close game. It's going to be a low scoring game. I'm going to say this, though. With the Eagles, fan wise, Eagles, I don't care where you are, we have the most fans in any stadium you go to. What is this game in Shot Town? Yes. I promise you, I promise you. Should have Shot Town, nigga. Listen. Besides, besides the fans, what we do? You said you have the most fans in any stadium. If we travel, most 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 of our fans will be there. More than the Steelers. Yes. I, I, I more than the Raiders. Yes. You bugging? I don't know about that, but dog. I could, I, more than the Packers. I could be wrong. He probably. Hey, he I'm, was, I'm, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm just saying, like. I've been winning like five years for that. Oh. For what game? The Dolphins and the Eagles play. Man, nobody getting a shit about that game, man. Oh, we gotta go, go just shit. to see. I want to see all these. Wait, Eagles is it in Miami though? Yeah. How you know it's in Miami? They didn't announce where their games are at yet. Did they? Oh, they. It was like a little pre-release. Yeah. Oh, bitch. I know. I definitely went to the last time they played the Dolphins in Miami. I ain't gonna lie to you. That game was sick. I don't, way more Eagles fans. I don't care about Dolphins or That's because Dolphins ain't got no fans. Nigga. Let's continue. They don't. The picks. They have fans. Are, are we done? Hold on. So like I was saying, Dylan, we show up when we need to show up. Are, is our team very fucked up, fucked up right now? Yes. But I believe we will show up and give them a problem. That is crazy that you sat here and got critical about a team that's been showing up and now is in the playoff and how you worried about how they got to show up. And you're a team that hasn't been Cow- showing up. Cowboys. And now you're saying that you're going to show up. I of not showing up in the playoffs. Next. Cowboys are trash in the playoffs. Next. The Bears win 1914. Bears, yeah. Clean. A clean. I like that, bro. That's my legit prediction. 1914. Clean. Uh, which I who? Nick Foles? Are we done with picks? Nick Foles against the Bears defense? Shut up. Are we done, are we done with... Uh, little Matt Lane Thompson. Number, number one matchup this week to watch. Yeah. Oh, we don't match up. We're moving on to the NCAA. NCAA. Laquan Smith. The NCAA. The Colonel. All right. So. I'm about to get killed. We've pretty much done. On defense, I'm about to get killed. All the bowl games. Six points. Every single bowl game. And we've only got one more left. You can start. Are you going to recap all of them? 
Or um, are you saying, are you giving, like, yeah, I'm gonna recap the scores, but I'm only gonna talk about the New Year's Six unless there's yeah. a game that really snapped. Negative. You look like the New Year's Six. I probably do look like the New Year's Six, so I'm. I don't know if that's like a compliment or if it's if you're trying to try me. So we'll just say it's a compliment. I'll say thank you, big dog. Sure. All right. So <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> um, let's see here. That was a lot of bowl games. That was loose. <laughs> like I don't want to go. I don't want to go over any of these motherfucking games. Then don't. No, it's like the important ones. So you're hurt and you're mad. Okay. So their fans are crazy. They they played a good game though. They did. Yeah. Their fans are crazy. But she lost. So we've got so the, the Independence team. Bowl. Duke killed Temple. So that needs to be said. Um, Pinstripe Bowl, Wisconsin killed Miami. So that needs to be said. Basketball at school. Texas Bowl, Baylor and Vanderbilt. That was a very close game. Vandy should have pulled it off, but didn't. Shout out to Baylor for doing what they had to do. Um, one of the bowls of the season, if you ask me, Auburn was. Um, <laughs> uh, nah, not Auburn Purdue. Was Washington State versus <laughs> Iowa State. Um, what bowl game was that? The Alamo Bowl. Is that what that was? Um, Washington State narrowly beat Iowa State 28-26. to 26. Um, Syracuse versus West Virginia. The, the Camping, Camping World, world bowl. bowl. Um, they didn't have no Will Greer. So that was that was all she wrote. Thomas. Syracuse won 34-18. Every time I hear one of them say Will Greer, I end up picking Will Greer. Because Will Greer is good. He just didn't play. Every to get ready for Will Greer. Will Greer. Um, we'll agree. We'll agree. We'll agree. We'll agree. We'll agree. We'll agree. So Auburn got. I heard his voice. And I said, Auburn was on one. Agree. Auburn killed Purdue, sixty-three to fourteen. Anybody who picked Purdue is freaking idiot. Yeah, I don't, yeah, know, who that I don't know why the hell they did that. <laughs> <laughs> Trash like shit. Um, however, I'm pretty sure I that person. Why they would pick that? I don't know why they probably because they got hands and they could fight anybody who'd make fun of their choice. (laughs) (laughs) Probably why. (laughs) So, um, anyway, um, what else have we got here? Uh, Florida killed Michigan. Hey, I'll take that, though. I'll take that. Even though I picked Michigan because they had that young single. What bowl game? What bowl game was that? That was the Peach Bowl. Peach Bowl. In the Belk Bowl. Belk. Um, UVA beat South Carolina. Whoever picked South Carolina or Southern Car is tripping. Southern Car. He said first. Now first he said Southern California. He said Southern K Southern Carl. Uh, <laughs> I should have known to change my pick the minute I said that. That's um, right. We came from brunch. It was a little loony. Um, Nevada beat Arkansas State. Oh. What bowl game that is, bro? The Nova Homes Loans Arizona Bowl. That's a lot. There's a lot going on there. Um, Northwestern beat Utah. That was the game that shocked me. Northwestern dominated that game, and I was I Utah came out flat and shocked me. Mm-hmm. Um, In the San Diego County Credit Union Holiday Bowl. I like what you're doing here, bro. That's Keep that crazy. energy. Keep that energy up. That long ass. Um, <laughs> Texas A and M killed. North Carolina State, which I think everybody saw that coming in, Jimbo, we trust. In the Tax Slayer Gator Bowl. And God damn, that was a mean score. Yeah, bro. <laughs> Oklahoma State beat Missouri. 
I mean, that was that's not a shock. Oklahoma, Oklahoma State's they, been doing that all season. Yeah, they, they're scoring. good for that. 33, 38 to 33. Mm-hmm. And what bowl, bro? The AutoZone Liberty Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> Cincinnati. Shout out to you, Dylan, for this call. Since he beat Virginia Tech, I definitely folded on that pick. 35-31. And what bowl game? In the military presented by Northrop Grumman. Oh, Northrop North Grumman is the people that make the uh, weapons. They make, like, the planes and the bombs and all that other stuff. Yeah, they yeah, I mean, if that's, <laughs> that's what you want to call it. insurgents, if that's what you want to call it, bit uh, that's on you. Um, for the record, government, that was not feds. <laughs> uh, <laughs> feds, that is not me. Stanford beat Pitt, and, and I, that was pretty predictable. Fourteen to thirteen. If Pittsburgh had an offense, Pittsburgh could have been the ACC champs, but it just proves again why they didn't need offense. Lost in the yeah. Hyundai Sun Bowl. Their, their defense is good, bro. Um, and Oregon beat. Michigan seven to six. I didn't even watch that game. It looked trash. Seven to six. Oregon beat who? Michigan State. Michigan State. What? The now going on to the New Year's Six bowl games. Um, I don't think anything kind of went out of whack, with the exception of, I mean, um, Kentucky beating Penn State the way that they did. The way they've been having. They dominated the beginning of the game, and then Penn State tried to come back. Um, what bowl game was that? The Vibro Citrus Bowl. Nice. And then you had um, Mississippi State versus Iowa. Uh, Iowa won that one 27-22. In the Outback Bowl. And then you... And did I pick Iowa? I picked Mississippi no, State. Also. None, of us pick, none of us picked Iowa. And Fuck. then we got Ohio State beating Washington in the Rose Bowl. 28-23. And then Texas beating University of Georgia 28-21. Good call again, Dylan. Mm-hmm. Um, too bad he picked Georgia, but... Too bad I did. I wanted to pick Texas, though. Um, And then in the semifinal games, you had Alabama beating Oklahoma 45-34. Don't let that score fool you. That game was pretty much in control for Alabama. And Clemson beat Notre Dame 30-3, which <laughs> comes to my next point, which was funny because University of Georgia was trolling... Notre Dame saying the best four teams should have got in, and then they turned around and got beat by Texas. So my question for you is, do you feel like the college football playoff did its job? No. Notre Dame should not have been nowhere near the top four. Why not? They're fucking trash. Are they? Yes. They went 13-0, 12-0. Okay. Okay. They went undefeated. So UCF? Okay. I'll, I can honestly say I would rather have had UCF at four. Versus Clemson? To get no, UCF at four because they want Bama. Oh, true. UCF at four. So they could get hit with a 55 to 16. Which is still been like, you don't deserve to be in there either. As a well, matter of, as a matter of fact, this is, what I, this is what I will say. I would say, shout out to Notre Dame for being one of the, well, being the only school smart enough to be an independent school running their own schedule to where when they go undefeated because they play this quote-unquote tough schedule to always be in the top five to top ten. Don't get mad at the playoff for that. It's a good system, right? When we was reading about the playoff for the first time, everybody was like, oh, well, this is smart because now we got people talking about this and that and this and that and whatever the case may be. But now we're mad because the independent school that has no ties, no conference championship – Got it. Would you have put Notre Dame in? Yeah, I would have. Based off of their undefeated. Yep. Who would they play this year? I mean, I'm being dead serious. I really want to know. You want to know who they played this year? Yeah. Oh, young man. 
Let's find out. Notre Dame this year. Law beat Michigan 24 to 17. Okay. Beat Syracuse 36 to 3. Let's talk about ranked teams. Let's talk about teams that are ranked That's what I was now. Saying. They beat Virginia Tech 45 to 23. They were ranked at the time. Yes, sir, were. No. They beat. They were ranked, were they not? I don't get the tech. I'm sorry. You tripping. Continue. They also beat Vanderbilt 17 22. They Northwestern 31-21. Stanford 38-17 when Stanford was 7th at the time. I guess Stanford. Uh, they barely beat, beat Pitt 14-19. You mean 19-14? 19-14. Yeah, they blew out FSU, but who cares? They beat 12th ranked Syracuse 36-3, and they barely beat USC. They went undefeated. They beat ranked teams. They beat highly ranked teams. They beat two top ten teams, and which is more a- than a lot of these top ten teams can say. So what are we talking and about? They went across according, the conferences, according to the formula, and then they don't stick to a conference schedule. They hop from conference to conference and say we're going to beat known college programs this year. We beat Michigan. We beat USC. We beat Vitek. We beat Stanford. Pitt, Northwest. Pitt, Syracuse. Syracuse. Come on. USC. Come on. Oh, you gotta Come on, bro. Undefeated. I mean, if you're going to make an argument for UCF. If UCF had this schedule and went undefeated, they'd be where they'd be I where. would rather. If UCF had this schedule that Notre Dame had and went undefeated, they'd be exactly where Notre Dame is right now. Exactly. But I guarantee you, if UCF had this schedule that Notre Dame has, they would, they not, would be not be winning on all yep. these games. Agreed. I guarantee you. Agreed. They're losing majority I, of these games. I just don't like Notre Dame Okay, well, say that, but that what does that have to do? What does that have to do with the college football playoff not doing its job? Did it not follow its formula? Did it or did it not follow its formula? I personally, it was crazy. I, I I'm asking you a question. Did it or yeah. did it not follow the formula? Because what's crazy is who, who's written number six. Well, before before what's crazy playoff. is you'd rather see UCF in there. No, beating. fuck UCF. No, number six was Ohio. You State. said you said you would rather have had UCF at four. Yeah, leapfrogging. Lead, who would they leapfrog? Saying, they would have leapfrogged Ohio this. State. They would leapfrog Georgia. They would have leapfrog who else? Ohio State. But Ohio State. I do Georgia. feel you that I feel like Ohio State. LSU. Ohio State could have been three or four. Boy, I would have took that four. I ain't giving them three, but four. You tripping. So, anyway, bottom line is, I feel like the college football playoff did its job. You're it saying followed, no. It followed, no. It followed its formula. Then it yes. did its job. I'm just saying, it was just a trash pick to put in there. I don't think it was that trash, personally. Based on I think I think people feel a way just because Notre Dame doesn't play a conference championship game. I don't, I don't care about that. My thing is... Put a, I know I know it's gonna sound cliche, but put up a fucking fight, bro. Get your fucking ass beat. Yeah, but so did so did fucking. Um, jo- yeah, but Georgia was talking about the ass, so that's different. That, they're I, still a team that are most low deserving of being talking out there. This this what I'm gonna we say. We talk about your ass. People have a reason to. Beat how about you. how about this? If Clemson wins, which I which I low key think they will. If, yep. If Clemson wins, can't we just say maybe Clemson's just that good? Because yeah. I'm watching them play, and Clemson is just that good. No, Clemson's definitely good. All right, bet. So don't fuck up for getting rid of Cle- for the whole Kelly Bryant thing, but I understand. Uh, Lawrence is better than Bryant. Like, by a long shot. If we're, ta- if we're talking about pure football, Lawrence is a better quarterback than Kelly Bryant. 
Jesus and they would not have made it this far Jesus with Kelly Bryant. She just want Kelly Bryant because he black. And yeah, you not, gotta, not if, even as if that's what you do, you gotta stop. No, no, no. Football is it's fun. not even necessarily that. <laughs> no, no, but no, it really, it's really not even that. The man still took you to a national champion. Yeah, he lost. So did Jalen Hurts. And look where Bama is at now. It's a business. Sorry, young man. Really? We have our no. guy. See, it, I Truth. think it's different. Though. Sorry, young man. We Jaylen have Hurts our guy. Was, Jalen Hurts was fucking up during the game. To approve during the Kelly season Bryant last wasn't, year. Kelly Bryant wasn't fucking up? In easy gimme games, they they got upset because of Kelly Bryant. Arguably, also before he was getting hit, he was getting hit every fucking play. That's your business for being a rushing quarterback. Even in the pocket, the man's Lawrence getting hit too. Yeah, but Lawrence is winning games and is letting the ball go quicker. And is not leading is. turnovers. Yes, so he's a better is. quarterback. Let's move on. Um, <laughs> what do you think of the college football playoff? Do you think it did his job or do you feel like there was a discrepancy or? Listening to your reasoning, on, I agree they did their job. That's, that's all I'm saying, bro. That's, that's it. Um, but, I, I mean, beyond that, question that I wanted to ask you guys, we don't have to spend a lot of time on it because we are snapping right longest now. Longest podcast ever. Lo- is easily going to be our longest episode ever. Um Look at this stat. Yeah, Are you showing him Kelly Bryant's stat line? For just the first game of the year. That's it. Yeah, bro. Against a trash Furman team. Why are you? Why are you doing this? We don't. We don't need to prove our points <laughs> to this young man. We know where his mind is, and it's clearly not here. Anyway, moving forward. Welcome, bro. You in the dungeon, bro? You about to get towed up on some time. bullshit? Said hey, if Kelly Bryant was there. If Kelly Bryant was there, they wouldn't even been a top ten team. Question. Question. Tell, Tell me, me how you feel about it. Okay, continue. <laughs> um, hey man, up top, bro. You're here. Come on. It just reminded me because last time I said anything foolish, it was about Tyrod Taylor, and I got crucified. Tyrod. What'd you say about Tyrod? Tyrod. What'd you say about Tyrod? Yeah, Tyrod? I said he wasn't a good pit for the Browns, and that yeah, you crucified me. You were right. So what? Oh, 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 oh. oh, that he didn't pan out. I was to read that out. Yeah, good, good shit. Yeah, congratulations, bro. Give him a round of applause, y'all. Now it's time for you to shut the fuck up. Now it's time for you to shut the fuck up. Thank you for that. Now shut the fuck up. Now it's time for you to shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Now, let's continue. When you had your time in the NFL, you should have said that. Now you're talking about the story when you're asking Slade. You had to bring up your little thing. This brought back your ego. Bring back. Now you trash. Anyway, so Tua outplayed Kyler Murray by a long shot. Like, it wasn't even close. Um... Even though some people might say Alabama defense doesn't compare to Oklahoma defense, I don't give a damn. You are the Heisman Trophy winner. You're supposed to make it happen, period. So here's my question for y'all, because this has happened more than once. If I'm not mistaken, Vince Young got second place in the Heisman running, and Texas beat USC. Reggie Bush was barely a factor. I think he scored a touchdown, but wasn't what they thought he was going to be. So my question for you is this. Do you feel like postseason college awards, especially the Heisman, should be determined when the season is fully done? No. I mean, I think it should be just like the NFL before the championship game. I feel you, but I don't feel like... Like, I do respect the fact that Tua or whatever did take off, but 
I don't think it takes away from the fact that I think Colin Murray, based off his regular season work, was deserving. Right. I don't think he, though they lost, I don't think that he showed me that he wasn't deserving. Like I, what he did show is that he was that whole damn team. Offensively, he was the whole entire team. He didn't turn the ball over. He was he led he had three hundred he had he had over three hundred yards. He had two touchdowns. He didn't have no picks. He led them in rushing yards. He had a rushing touchdown. I feel like that's a man that tried to put a team on his back, and it didn't it didn't pan out his way. And his defense really really did fold. But at the end of the day, like Tua really took advantage of that and had an amazing game. But I don't feel like that makes Kyle Murray less deserving of his husband. So I agree with Buddha saying, and here's the reason why. Dylan, I like the point that you made, but here's what bothers me. Tua was the clear-cut winner until when? The last week. The championship games. Champ, no, the championship games. SEC championship game, had Jalen Hurts not have got up there and won, had Tua been handling his business and would have won, he would have got the Heisman. Mm -hmm. He lost the Heisman because Kyler snapped in his championship game and Tua did not. If we're going to count the championship game, then we should count the semifinals also. But he didn't. But the thing is, the difference is, in one of those games, he won. Somebody folded. In this championship game, neither of them folded. Both of them performed to the best of their ability. Both of them had amazing stat lines. Passing-wise, Tua had a better game, but at overall game, they both played wonderfully. Tua had a total of four touchdowns. Kyler Murray had a total of three touchdowns. They both had over 400 yards total yards. Right. No turnovers. They both played Heisman level. Right. The only difference is when Tua lost his chances because of the game that he folded. They were already... The fact that Alabama was undefeated... They're already about to give it to him because of the fact that you're undefeated and you're playing great. But and this guy is also playing just as great as you And had they been playing different teams, that it might have been a different Exactly. It could have been different. they both could have won. And then what? Exactly. But Kyler Murray was playing at the same level you're playing. And he's also playing that against great, great teams. Yeah. You guys were just like this at the whole time. You, you messed up a little bit and Kyler kept going. The semifinals came back. And what happened? You stepped up. But Kyler Murray also stepped up. But it didn't step up as much as you did because... He was by himself, I feel like. You led the team in rushing. You had 300 yards. You had 400 total yards. You had three touchdowns. You didn't turn the ball over. So in your your opinion, if Colin Murray would have folded, like would have had a couple picks in there, 100 some yards, then I would have been like. So in your opinion, the Heisman Heisman trophy is fine where it is? Yeah. Okay. Honestly, yeah. All right. That's fair. I I agree with you. But I do get like, he did snap, and it it does make me feel like, damn. Cause like when he when when Tua snaps the way he does, but it's like it would have been one thing if he snapped like this. If Collar didn't snap the way he did as well to try to get his. Because when I when I saw the score at the end, I was like, Jesus. When I saw the score at the end, I'm like, when did, how did he even come back? And then I saw the highlights. I'm like, Collar was doing yeah. work to try to get his team. But the thing is, like when you can't stop that offense, is that's the thing about Bama. Like once you let them take a lead, it's a wrap. It's over. Oh, it's over. It don't matter who you got, Tebow. Yes. It don't matter none of that. That's fair. That's catching up. That's fair. I, I can see that part. Also, that point. Kyler could have still won it, even if they would have pushed it back to this game. We don't know. No one said. No one from the committee. Yeah, no one from the committee said. Ever, oh, if, if this game would have counted, we would have gone the other way. If there was ever a time like, to have a tie, this, this could have been that time. Yeah, I, I'm not disagreeing with this. Could have really I, been. I, I just like the dialogue. Both of those dudes is crazy. Yeah, I like the dialogue. They really don't. It's like both dumb accurate. 
both dumb. I'm not gonna acknowledge if you keep raising your hand. Just talk. Yeah, yeah. He's been doing that a lot. I'm sorry, taking that You know, pardon me. Just let it. My question for y'all is: If Tua plays all four quarters and he just racks up his stats, do you think then he would should have got the Heisman? I think, I, in my personal opinion, Maybe. you're talking about the, it, the, the championship game? I'm talking about overall in the – I'm going to say overall in the season because really what happened was by the time, by the time it was halftime, it was what, I'm going to give you so, a weird think, aspect. I don't think, I don't think so. I, don't think that matters. I think if he stays in plays and they run up scores, I think you risk him getting hurt. Yeah, I don't think I don't think no, that no, no. will. That's what I'm saying. So, I feel like if you risk him getting hurt and he plays all four quarters, I feel like he – there's a check. I feel like this one thing. I feel like it's smart to sit him because you don't really need to have him in there embarrassing teams. Once you yeah. start embarrassing teams, there's a lot of players. It's that like fifty aren't about seven. To you still throwing the ball? Yeah, there's a lot of players that aren't about to care about the game anymore. Not about yeah. to just come for your ass. And if he gets hurt because y'all wanted to keep him in there to boost his stats, and then he's not able to get more stats, then you probably would have. If Tua wins the SEC championship game, mm-hmm. Tua is the Heisman Trophy winner. Period. Okay. That's, that's all there is to it. That's why I asked that question. Because I really... We're not even having this discussion if Tua doesn't win. I mean, if Tua... He had it lined up perfectly. Yeah, he, all he needed to do was win and have a decent game. And he, he, he would have been high because... Oklahoma, Oklahoma lost the game, right? I'll, I'll take it as far as to say it is. They lost the game, right? Oklahoma? Yes. To Texas. If Georgia beat them in the SEC championship game, but Tua had a good game, Tua still gets the Heisman Trophy. I like it. So, that's that. Picks. Picks. All right. So, Nels, you have officially won the NCAA picks this year. That's Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, Thank you. We'll do this it. last week, you know, for shits and giggles. But uh, the right now, um, last week, Dylan actually won the week. Went 13 and 9. Finished strong, baby. Um, I came in second. I went 12 and 10. Nels, you went 11 and 11. Oh, yeah, I took some risks. Um, <laughs> but didn't really matter too much because the standings, Nell's first place, 221 and 80. Uh, I'm in second at 217 and 84. Dylan's in third at 212 and 89. Hey, man, way to not go over 100 L's, man. Hey, man, that's what I'm talking about. Oh, sure. Hey, did I, do, did I win NCAA last year, too? Yeah, I think I think I need to yes. find out. That's for that's for my no, that's for my ego straight up. And listen, anybody who's listening to this, I strictly did that for listen, my ego. You're very good at picks. Yeah. I'm, I'm especially yeah. in CAA. I'm, I'm I'm good with those. All right, so um, national championship: Alabama versus Clemson. Clemson for the upset again. Clemson, fuck Bama. Clemson for <laughs> Clemson for. Listen to me. Here's the reason why I'm gonna say Clemson for Bama. The again. Just because I hope that bad luck comes and they lose. So, oh, I see what you're doing. So I could be wrong. So here's here's the thing. This is by far. I know everybody's talking about Georgia. I didn't think Georgia was all that good, if you ask me. Um, everybody was talking about Georgia being the most efficient team, whatever. Uh-uh. <laughs> the best all-around team to me, the best all-around team in the land is Clemson. The only way Clemson loses this game, in my opinion, remember I'm telling you this, the only way they lose is if that freshman quarterback finally plays like a freshman. 
If that man plays the way that he's been playing, especially with Etienne in that backfield and that defense behind him, Clemson going to win this game. Remember I told y'all that? Book it. Book it right now. Clemson going to win this game. What he said. And if I'm wrong, don't listen to this episode ever again. Why would they listen to to the longest episode again? That's true. You know why this is the longest episode ever? Because of Austin, dumbass. Yeah, yo, dumbass, ugly ass, jit. I always want to be talking shit. Show ass up. Maybe we'd be done in time. Because you want to sit here and debate why Jim Caldwell got fired because he's black. And now, you always got to bring race into it. Or Steve Williams. Now, instead of us being done and going to underrated bars of fame, we about to go to the N. B A the N A B A A A the this is my favorite part of the show. Button 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 button. I promise you y'all make this a song with that. I promise you y'all can win for that. And this is exactly why you're not a record executive. But um, so we're gonna make it quick. Uh, we're just going to run through our all-stars, um, and we're going to talk about the week in review. Off-topic, the San Antonio Spurs, as of right now, are filleting the Toronto Raptors. I'm pretty sure it has something to do with Kawhi Leonard coming back. Oh, yeah, the, the crowd's been chanting trader and booing him and all kinds of stuff. That's what I'm talking about. That's why I love small market teams like San Antonio, boy. Them fans are ruthless. <laughs> ruthless like Easy e Ice Cube, and Dr. Dre and Yella. Was it DJ Yella yeah. and MC Ren? Am I missing anybody else? Was that it? Okay, oh, and DLC. Yeah. Okay. Um, AKA Dr. Dre's ghostwriter after his larynx got like messed up and he couldn't rap the same way anymore because he was a drunk and he got into a really bad accident. Um, <laughs> so, All Stars. Mm-hmm. So, this was Dylan's idea. Shout out to Dylan. He wanted us to, you know, pick our all-stars, um, our starting lineup, and um, to post it and for us to talk about it. So, um, with that being said, Dylan, would you like to do your starting lineup first? Sure. Starting lineup. Are we saying both the West and the East? West yes. and the East. Okay. Yes, sir. Based on who I think will all be in the play. Yeah, that's important. That's important that you say that, yes. Not just who I think should give you for me. This is who I think. With whichever team they end up making, because yeah, say say the team. say the strategy that you voted with. Yeah, you know, I voted for as far as the All Star game. Who your star? Who you, who you who thought was going to start on the yeah. court starting? So I have one alternative. That's it that I would want to put in there. So out of the West, it's Stephen Curry, Anthony Davis, Kevin Durant, LeBron James, James Harden. Out of the East, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Joel Embiid, Kyrie Irving, Kawhi Leonard, Kimball Walker. My one alternative is Luka Doncic to start okay. the game. Probably over like a Anthony Davis or some shit. That's not bad at all. Or Kimba, because they're not going to all be on the same team. Facts, B. You want to go next, Buddha? Sure. For the West, uh, I did. Well, I did my reasoning the same as Dylan. Um, for the West, I got Steph Curry, 
James Harden, LeBron James, Kevin Durant, Anthony Davis. <laughs> same, same. <laughs> that was a no-brainer for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the They're East. They're so lucky that can't be a thing right now. That shit would be right. unfair. In the East, I got uh, Joel Embiid, Kyrie Irving, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Kawhi Leonard, and Victor Oladipo. All right. So I got to give a disclaimer, and I, I'm just easily going to let you know. I'm one of the many reasons why a lot of times you'll see that random player make it to the All-Star game. You're like, wait, what? First and foremost, I'm a biased fan. Duh. Secondly, I'm also, when I pick certain people, if I pick an All-Star, especially now since they have captains, I'll pick an All-Star that I would like to see as a captain. Those two or three guys make the team, and I just give them my vote because the leading vote-getter becomes the captain. Outside of that, I pick either people from my team or people that I know they won't vote for just to hopefully give them an edge for them to get on. So with that being said, for the East, I have got Kyle Lowry, Kyrie Irving, Gordon Hayward, Kawhi Leonard, and Al Al Horford. For the West, I got Steph Curry, Paul George, LeBron James, um, Harden, and Steven Adams. Now, Reason why I went Steven Adams is because I feel like Steven Adams is most, is one of the more underappreciated players in the NBA. He's a defensive staple. He plays both sides of the ball very well. And to me, he's a crowd favorite, especially for Oklahoma City. Like, he's the man. And he's been voted the toughest man in the NBA. Get him on. Um, he looks like Aquaman. He does look like Aquaman also. Um, Irving, Hayward, Horford, obviously. Celtics. Go Big Green. Leonard, I think Leonard's been snapping. Lowry, I also think Lowry's been snapping. He has the stats that I think are important to point guards. He has one of the lowest, if not the lowest, assist to turnover ratio. He leads the league in assists. And he's been one of the more efficient players in the league. And you are the point guard for one of the top three, four teams in the league, according to record. Um, Steph Curry, Paul George... And LeBron James are guys that I would love to see as a captain. I just think it's cool, especially Paul George. Paul George has been balling out of control. Um, Harden, he's been doing my career. That junk is crazy. I don't know if you guys have seen, but like in the last 10 games, he scored over 35 points. Like it's, it's been bananas and stuff that he's been doing. And um, yeah, that's about it. I feel like all the other guys that I could have put on, like the, the Giannis's, the uh, Anthony Davis's, those guys are gonna get their they're gonna get their votes regardless. So I just put my vote in. The next time I'm a vote, I'm gonna get Vince Carter, Dirk Nowitzki, and um, Dwayne Wade in there. That's oh, what I'm voting Dwayne for next. Leading vote getter in, in the East for guards. Who? D Wade. Yeah. D-Wade and Vince Carter, I think, going to get on. Derrick Rose is going to get my vote, too, because Derrick Rose has been balling. Zach Levine has been balling. Jamal Murray for the Denver Nuggets has been balling. Um, I just said Zach Zach Levine, didn't I? So who am I missing? Kyle Kuzma. All those guys, Devin Booker. All those guys need votes because they've been balling. So let them get on. Yeah, let them get on. Simmons is going to get on regardless. So let let them get on. Um... With that being said, we'll go into the standings. What happened to Donovan Mitchell? He's been struggling this year. Like, as far as percentages is concerned and where he was last year to this year, he's been struggling. And I think it's just a matter of you're no longer the 
You're no longer the unsung guy. People are now game planning for you. So I think he's just doing that adjustment. Um, I don't think it's fair to compare him to other rookies who haven't had that same fall off, like a Jason Tatum. I don't think that's fair because Tatum is on a team where you can't just game plan for Tatum. Jazz, you can just game plan for Mitchell. And I think that's what's been happening. So let's go to the standings, shall we? Um, As of right now, current standings. You have um, in the East, Bucks staying up top. Um, they're 26 and 10. However, you have the Raptors right behind them, half a game off. And if they lose, then it'll be a full game. But they're only a half game behind them at 28 and 11. Um, rounding out the top eight, you got the Pacers at number three, 76ers at number four, Celtics at number five, um, the Heat at number six, Hornets at number seven, and the Pistons at number eight. Um, the middle of the pack is kind of where you have like the least discrepancy. Um, you have the Pacers, 76ers, and Celtics within five games of first place, and they've been playing relatively well. Um, outside of the top eight, you have the Nets, who are not too far out from the eighth place. They're half a game out. Um, you have the Nets, Magic, Wizards, Hawks, Bulls, Knicks, and Cavaliers. That hasn't changed. Um, the West, where all the action is. You've got the Nuggets still holding it down at number one, went seven and three for the last ten games, so they've been on it. Um, second, you have the Warriors, who are half a game behind. Third, you have the Thunder, who are a game behind, making a surge from literally thirteenth place to fourth place in two weeks. You got the Rockets; they've been nine and one in their last ten, so they're number four right now. Trailblazers are number five, Clippers number six, Spurs number seven, and Lakers went from four to eight in a week, rounding off the top eight. On the outside looking in, you got the Kings, Grizzlies, Mavericks, Jazz, Timberwolves, Pelicans, and Suns. Um, Three of those teams that are on the outside were in the playoff last year, so we're seeing a lot of turnaround. Um, If LeBron James doesn't get better anytime soon, you're looking at the Lakers potentially competing for the eighth spot. Interesting thing is, even though the Lakers are number eight, they're only four and a half games out from first place which is a smaller gap than first to fifth place in the East. So that's it for the standings. NBA beat Jazz. This man had Kyle Lowry in his shit. Of course. Yeah. Kemba Walker was a close second. How dare you? Kemba Walker, a real nigga. Niggas, disgusting. I think you'll be just fine. I can't wait for Colorado to sit his ass on that bench and come off the bench at six minutes left in the motherfucking first quarter. Like I mean, the bitch he is. I mean, sure, dude. I mean, if that if that's really how you feel, that's that nigga food. Big Kodak black body ass bitch. Yeah, you sound really upset there, bro. He's trash, <clears throat> he's trash. Kawhi gotta come save y'all. Oh. I mean, is there anything? Kawhi about to be the reason y'all make it to the championship. Okay. And y'all gonna lose. Why? Because of you. Because you fool. I feel like he has more. I just wanted just to get it all out of the system. DeMar whooping your ass right now. He's not playing, though. He's got it back. His team whooping your ass right now. Who's not playing right now? Lowry. Oh, no. Lowry not playing? Yeah, he's got a back injury. It's his fifth consecutive You a game. bitch. You got a back injury. 
Okay, now this, <laughs> what's next, bro? Crampton. Are we done? Yeah, I think we're done. We're going to move on to underrated bars. Yeah. Hey, uh, ass boy. I'm done. Hopefully it's just a verse. Um, <laughs> Instead of a full song. Uh, unfortunately. <laughs> you gotta choose, whatever song it is, you better choose the best uh, verse. It better be an XXX song. Right. Some bitches a minute. No, no, no. It's um, You're right. two hours and 19 minutes. Let's go. Who fault is that? Hey, mine. No, you get to talking, bitch. So, well, next time don't have me on the podcast. But all right, <laughs> do it without me. Um, <laughs> since I'm restricted to just a verse, um, sad. I am sad because I actually I did, some, <laughs> I did some I did some teamwork with this one. Shout out to my fiance; she helped me pick my song. Um, the world is yours by Nas. Sorry, Chris. It's not my fault. They only tell me to do a verse. You can yell at them. But whose world is this? Yeah, the world is yours. The world is mine. It's mine. It's mine. Chris, about to listen to this episode? I mean, no, she might listen to that part like she always does. So anyway, um, I said the Dom P watching Gandhi till I'm charged. And writing in my book of rhymes, all the words past the margin. Behold the mic. I'm throbbing. Mechanical movement. Understandable slow shit that murderers move with. The thieves theme, play me at night, they won't act right. The fiend of hip-hop has me stuck like a crack pipe. The mind activation, react like I'm facing. Time like Pappy Mason with pens I'm embracing. Wipe the sweat off my dome, spit the phlegm on the streets. Suede Tim's on my feet, make the cypher complete. Whether cruising in a six cab or Montero Jeep, I can't call it. The beats make me fall asleep. I keep falling, but never falling six feet deep. I'm out for presidents to represent me. Say what? I'm out for rep- for presidents to represent me. Say what? I'm out for dead presidents to represent me. First verse on whose world is, I mean, the world is yours. Who Why not? Nice. Underrated by the fame. The world is yours. The world is yours. Uh, uh, was so, that like on the soundtrack for one of them NBA games? Yeah, yeah. it was. It was on NBA 2K's 15 or 16. That's that's just, well, yeah. If y'all still listening, thank y'all for listening this long. That's not how we end the podcast. So anyway, <laughs> thank you for the fan mail. If you guys wanna hit us on email, they can hit us where? Ballsportspodcast at gmail.com. And if they want to hit us on Twitter, balls underscore podcast. And on Instagram, balls underscore sports underscore podcast. And that is it. The music is on. Listen, we appreciate y'all for vibing with us for two hours and 22 minutes. I still don't think that's our longest one. I think it's pretty dang close. Um, Y'all could have been listening to any other sports podcast, but you're listening to us and we appreciate that. We gave you at least a whole week of content so you could just slice it up. We gave y'all three episodes on so, how to get away with murder. There, there you go. So holla at us and, and hold it down and we out of here. Bye, hoes. Little scallywags. Because I ain't feeling heroic. I mean, I tried to save a couple, but they back on their shoes. So instead of wasting my time, I said I'm calling it quits. I put my work in my hand. Can't put my faith in no man. These thinking they beefing. I throw they.